Rook. We start in just a second. I forgot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the God Plane, Episode 5. The house that Juxala built. Rook. You suddenly find yourself away from the moment where you just were. Which flashbacks aren't entirely foreign to you. You find yourself lost as time and space fuzz, and a vivid memory claims your full attention. Your mind snaps back to the gnashing wail of the haze nullifier, and the terror which completely gripped your mind as you ran, your legs moving without your knowledge or permission. You remember the wall of mist, but unlike the gentle doorways of the tunnels which have always opened before you, this was painful. Daggers of cold dug into your very being. You turned, trying to get back to your party, but there was no back, no path to your comrades, just mist. The ever-dancing, slowly spinning mist. Mist and the monsters which inhabit it. Something large slams suddenly into you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Trusting digital dice, that is a natural 20. You dodge out of the way, and you feel something scrape against you, but it doesn't find any purchase on your flesh. You spin, ready to fight whatever came at you, but it's already gone, lost in a hazy blue-gray. Make me a perception check. That is a 15? 15. You know how to fight. You fall into old instincts. You squint into the darkness. And you see something as it comes at you. Give me another dexterity saving throw. That is a 17? Between your perception and your reactions, you dodge out of the way. You only take... Who did not grab her dice? I did not grab my dice. This is where we are today, y'all. Only taking two points of piercing damage. Something else comes at you from behind. And you press forward, dodging unseen shapes and snarling sounds in the darkness. You are blind and lost. You pull into yourself. You try to calm and focus yourself as you were taught. And when you open your eyes again, you find yourself not in the mists, but in the middle of a battle. The wet sounds of a man choking on his own blood registers a moment after you watch an arrow slide through the throat of Arliss the tiefling leader of the merchant band, which you have sworn to protect. He drops to the ground, his body shaking with wet, sickly coughs, and you watch as his golden eyes stop glowing, the life slowly leeching from his body. Rook! A halfling woman, Ephra's Femspark, your mind distantly supplies, shouts at you as she struggles with the blades of three brigands. Rook, move your giant green ass! 
she shouts as she kicks a man off of her and then cries out as a blade sinks deeply into her calf. You remember this day. You remember it far too vividly. What did you do? Uh, too terrified to even raise the blade uh, as he trembled at his knees and, and peed himself and dropped his sword and then just like booked it as far as he can without stopping until uh, passed out. So you run and you feel your strength is about to give and you feel yourself slam into something. Give me another dexterity saving throw. A dirty 20. Somehow that instinct, which has honed so much since that moment, kicks back in. And you deftly dodge out of the way of another creature coming at you. But you lose your footing and drop to your knees. You're in the mists again, and the world is hazy gray-white all around you. Silent and featureless, save for the swirling patterns of the mist all around. What do you do? Uh, he would, if he looks, uh, Rook's gonna look all around, and in every direction he's probably gonna see thick mist with like maybe distant shapes that are obviously monstrous and all that kind of stuff. So at this moment, he would give himself completely to Maliki and like places Halberd uh, into the ground and begin to pray uh, for guidance, for clarity, for any sort of anything to find his companions. Uh, yeah. Make me an Arcana check. That is a five. You pray but the mists seem to be a f long way from Maliki. Make me a perception check as you look around feeling empty, alone. Uh, natural one. You stare and you feel the coldness of the mists biting at you. Actually, can I say that the natural one is me crying? Sure. All right, we'll do that. You hunch down and let a couple rough sobs escape your very large chest. As you feel completely alone, it is silent except for the occasional rumble of the ground beneath you where you know a monster is charging past. And you wait, lost, not knowing what else to do for something to come for you. And then you hear a voice. I know you. It's not familiar, and yet you know it. He will quickly, like, uh, wipe the tears from his eyes as fast as possible before turning with Halberd ready. Before you, you see nothing but mist, and your eyes move quickly across it, trying to find it. And slowly, slowly, the mist seems to form a shape, a face. It's feminine, with long, flowing, wild hair. A band rests across her forehead, and feathers peek from her hair. 
She's shockingly familiar, and she looks at you, studying you with confusion in her misty features. She watches you a moment before she says, Why do you do these things in my name? And does he recognize it as Asusena? It's not Asusena. It's Maliki. Oh, okay, right. And uh, he will stare. Does he recognize it's Maliki? It's. It looks like her. Yeah. But it's misty and it's not solid, so it might be her. It might be something playing a trick on you. You've certainly seen enough of that, but. She's just looking at you, sadly. Confused. But intent. If there's any even semblance of Maliki, he would uh, just get on the ground completely and like bow down, uh, like uh, in full respect to to her. And then, um, and and yeah, he's like, I've I've trained a majority of my life to to know your ways, to serve you, and uh, to to do everything in, in your name. And uh, and he goes, I proudly like bear your crest upon my armor and my shield. And uh, and he goes like I, I need you like now like more than ever and like please if there's any ounce of power that you have that can help me like I would I would ask and, and beg you for it. She looks at you thoughtfully, and then looks around. I do not know this place. But then she closes her eyes and reaches one hand out. And as she reaches out, the corridor seems to open. There's a path through the mists, slowly separating. Go with my blessing, she says as she just floats away like tendrils of mist herself. Rook will uh, not even question it, and he will immediately see the opening and her like fade away, and uh, the crying intensifies as he sprints with all of his might uh, towards that that area, just going as fast and as far as possible. Give me an athletics check to see how far you get. It is going to be a ten. Okay. You're running. You're sobbing. Your heart is in your throat. And this is not a straight path. Like all things in the mist, it seems to twist and curve and wind. And the farther you go, the less clear of an opening it becomes. Slowly, tendril by tendril, the mist grows thicker. And you can feel, it's not so much that the tunnel is closing, but the mist is just refilling in the space. You feel the ground rumble beneath your feet. Give me one more dexterity saving throw. Uh, that will be 16 with my plus two that I produce. You take two points of slashing damage as something flies by and it catches you with the very tip of a massively wicked hooked claw with a barb at the end. But it doesn't throw you off your feet, though you stumble. And when you look around, the mist is filled in. And then you hear a voice. 
Hey! You glance to the side and you see a flicker of pink mist. And he'll, he'll look to see... Do it, Can I see the form of the cat? Uh, roll me perception. That is a 16. 16? You don't see the cat, but you do see like a trailing of pink mist like you almost it's almost like a flame with long misty tongues coming off of it but it is definitely pink against the the mists here are no longer white blue but they're a gray blue with this distinct bright pinks wisps coming out of it do you head towards it uh he will cautiously the thing starts moving and it's actually moving pretty quickly. And you will lose sight of it if you don't rush to keep up. Oh, he'll definitely sprint. Yeah. Okay. You keep going. Trying to focus on the pink. Hurrying along. And then all of a sudden, you find your mind wandering. Somewhat against your will. And you pull to a sudden halt. As you find yourself... Once again, no longer in the mists, but standing on the edge of a cliff. You look down and see a group of Imperial guards gathered around a woman. She's on her knees. Her head is down and her face is hidden. But you know who this is. And how far away are they? They're probably about 100 yards, and there's a big drop. This is not exactly how you remember it, but it's distorted the way that dreams are. They shove her to her knees, and she provides a token resistance. Another guard raises his axe. He would he would try to, to get over to... Uh... Uh, to her as as any way if there's any sort of path at all he would misty step you know uh, slide down if there's any sort of slope or anything like that to try to go over there so it's a pretty steep cliff but you're determined so you poof, misty step down start to slide do you call to her or are you running silently uh, he would definitely call yeah he would he would call and call into his throat gets uh, hoarse and raw and everything as uh, he, he attempts to, like, if he's going to die, he'd much rather, like, go out doing what he wished he could have done uh, back in the day. So you run, and you scream her name, and the guards don't seem to notice. But she turns her head and looks at you. And even in this state, and even as far away as she is, because you keep running and she doesn't seem to get any closer... You see her eyes lock on you, and her vision sharpens, and you very distinctly see her look past you, and up, and a look of awe fills her face. Can I quickly go ahead in the direction that she's looking? You look back, and at first you don't see anything. And you keep running and you look again. And then you see it again. That misty woman. Only her face is huge. 
It's as large as the sky, and her gaze is flickering between you and Asusina. And as you look back, the axe falls. Rook's heart will break. Uh, as he continues to descend to attempt to take vengeance on those who uh, who dropped the axe. You roar and pull your halberd and charge at them. And then whoo, your blade cuts through mist as you are once again in the empty mists, panting and screaming. And you once again hear a voice seemingly uncontent to leave you alone with your sorrows. Where in the seven hells did you go? And this time you do see the mist cat, its tail lashing, frowning up at you. It would, it would definitely have done like, like was it Wrathful Smite and everything in the area of like where the guards were, uh, just in a hysteria. Uh, There's a reason all your spell slots were blown, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then after that, he would uh, realize the situation and then look to the cat and then uh, and not know what to do, like not know what to make of it. Stop running off. I'm trying to help you. Stay close to me. I can't help you if you run off in weird directions. He like heavily pants and he's just like, I, I've got to get out of here. I, I can't be here like yeah. anymore. I need... Yeah, the mist is a terrible place for dreamers. Come on! And he back into a little puff of pink mist and starts moving deftly through the mists. He'll follow. And once again, you find yourself moving swiftly through the haze. You follow closer and closer as you tail the pink mist. And the closer you stay to him, the fewer creatures you seem to encounter until, at long last, you find yourself, once again, safe with your friends. Physically safe. I don't know about emotionally or mentally. <laughs> Physically safe. And with that, I'd like to welcome everyone to The God Plane, an original 5e horror campaign. I'm your DM, Kay Purcell. And before we proceed, I would like to give you a couple content warnings. This is a horror campaign. It does contain elements which some viewers might find disturbing. Last episode was especially a lot, so uh, if it continues that way tonight, please take care of yourselves. Take breaks if you need to. I have worked with our amazing cast. We have lines, veils, and ways to nope out quickly if any scene becomes too much, but uh, apparently these are like iron-stomached, emotionally hardened people who are just ready for the pain, so uh, take care of yourselves. It's okay if you're not there. Uh, with that, let's meet these incredible people, and we're going to start with Sophie. Tell us your pronouns and where we can find you, please. Hello, my name is Sophie. My pronouns are she, her, but the character that I play, Ozum, are he, him pronouns. He is a big old seven foot five tiefling barbarian sad boy. You can find me on Twitter at Subatomic Mints. You also might see me in the Twitch chat as Not So Gladiator. So can't wait for Kay to fuck me up even more today. And the uh, sad boy of our opening sequence, D'Angelo. 
Hey everyone, my name is D'Angelo Murillo and I'm a tabletop RPG performer, freelance writer, and like an event organizer, uh, trying my best to fight for more diversity and inclusion in our geeky community. And uh, and yeah, I play Rook and I'm super excited to be here. Cassandra. That is my name, Cassandra. But please call me Cozy Spoon because you can find me everywhere under that name. I'm playing Wilhelmina Waywalket. She prefers that you call her Willy, and hmm. she is a three foot four gnome who's just here to be terrified. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen um, on the internet as Jen Geeky. I'm in chat as Youngles, and I play Nobby, who is a uh, five foot four ish human monk, uh, Way of the Mercy monk, who really enjoys uh, slapping people to heal them. It's a fun time. Um, yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me appreciate you. <laughs> Also, I'm like today years old when I found out everyone's heights. I, I feel like I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm short also. So. Short club. Um, we would also like to give a shout out and a big thank you to Gaming Trend, to Bardley.io, and to Ghost Stories Incorporated for the music you hear on this stream. I would like to thank you to our mods, Dane, Cato, David, and Emily. We can't do without you. Thank you to all of our amazing watchers. Uh, we love you. We see you in chat. I don't get to interact as much because I'm keeping a lot of plates spinning, but I read your comments. I watch all of this afterwards so I can pull clips and stuff. Thank you to everyone who's tweeting, who is reblogging, who is doing clips. Like, we have a lot of fun. I'm going to speak for the group here. We have a lot of fun doing this and you all enjoying it so much and throwing out your theories and fan art and clips and all of that just makes it so much more enjoyable for us. So thank you for going on this journey with us. Um, we are still looking for sponsors and I want to say very quickly, uh, we due to a couple life things that have happened, we are not going to be streaming next week. So next week we are going to be off. D'Angelo made the great suggestion that we might try and do a marathon and just like whoop through all of our episodes. Um, but we'll be back the following week and our last episode will now be on November 23rd. So it will be one week later um, because otherwise, for reasons you will see, outside of siren reasons, um, it would be very difficult to tell the story in a, in a satisfying way. Um, so thank you also to all of our tippers 100% of our tips go to the amazing people you see on screen here to either side of me. Um, also, thank you for tipping, but if you are not in a situation where you cannot tip, please do not tip. You do not have to. We appreciate your being here. Your tweets and your views mean as much to us, so please do not feel that you need to if you are unable to do so. Um, as I said before, I'm Kay Purcell. I am your DM. My pronouns are she, her, and the best place to find me is at kdamfear on Twitter. I'd also like to give a shout out to David Lee, who our, our players can see, but y'all can't because he is a man of mystery. He's hanging out in the chat and can be found on Twitter as Full Rubber Ducky. And he is my co-DM and he helped me put this campaign together. Um, and with that, we're gonna jump back into our game. And that means I need to change music and I don't have the music change screen up. So here we go. Our party on their quest to cross the god plane and stop a night, uh, rampaging nightmare, uh, came across what appeared to be a small farmhouse in the mists. They were warmly greeted, greeted by Drixala, 
a not-quite-elven woman who seemed to turn suspicious upon realizing that Vassal, the dream magic barbarian who summoned our party to the godplane, was not with them. Her suspicions were further aroused when she saw Mr. Fuzzybottom, aka Abora, aka the Mistcat, the friendly, deal-seeking demon who has been following the party ever since their arrival to the godplane. Drixala transformed into a ghostly specter, demanding that the party prove themselves by completing a set of chores for her. She also may have stolen bits of their soul to make sure they did it. You know, could just be a goodwill act by the group. Not, not, not Ozum, though. Ozum's too cool for that sort of thing. Uh, the house around our heroes deteriorated quickly, and what was once a warm and welcoming place became a veritable haunted house before their eyes. Rook and Ozum have both completed their tasks, confronting visions or ghosts or something else which only they could see. The party gathered back in the foyer, preparing to help Willy complete her task of fixing the furnace. That is where we're going to jump back in, and I'm going to beg you all to do a quick little bit of roleplay while I run and grab a dice that I desperately need and don't have on me. So, go team! Alright. Willy's there, knees are knocking, looking up at everyone's chest going, Okay, so, what's the plan? Just stay behind the shield and everything's gonna be okay. We'll we'll try to like body block you. That way nothing bad will happen. And you That's have a plan. me to touch the furnace. Right. Oh right, right, that's it. I totally forgot. Oh she just slaps your thigh. Good man. Sure. What what are the rest of you gonna do? Wait for impending doom? Yeah, Rook's gonna lean onto his halberd and just be like, try not to die. But like, if anything happens, I'll, I'm, I'm down to, I got your back. So you got this. Good vibes. Okay. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I've been having really weird dreams and there's all these ghost things and unexplainables. I'm just, I'm worried I'm gonna lose myself. Like, and she points at Rook, like you lost yourself. And then owes him like you did. Like physically or mentally? Mentally. Oh yeah, I'm far gone. And then he just like <laughs> he just looks a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Ozum just kind of scoffs like no. If you think I've lost myself, then we have a problem. <sighs> okay. Should we have like a like a like a code word if you no. need out? I'll be fine. I've dealt with much worse than a furnace. Okay. What would, would be good, though? What if we use, like, pineapple? I like that. Pineapple. All right. Pineapple is the word we use when we're just it's gone too far and we need help. Good man. She sidles up next to Ozum and goes, okay, let's do this. Okay, I am, give me one moment, and I'm going to flip us over to the map, just so everyone can see what's up. Everyone right now is in the main room, which is number one. And fortunately, you all don't have to go far to the furnace, which is number seven. Anyone want to make any detours before we wander into this? No. Okay. As we're walking 
towards number seven, do we notice anything? Because Willie's looking around. Crossbow not at the ready. <laughs> Just wringing her hands. Willie, as you're... What, okay, what's your marching order first? Who's well, leading the way? I guess she would be in the front with Ozum? What do you think? She just side by side with him? I would be definitely near Nabi because he understands that Nabi can keep him alive if he gets uh, beat up, so. I am also just going to remind our wonderful Butterfister that she does have a healing word spell. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to assume Willie and Ozum in back and Rook and Nabi. I'm sorry, in front and Rook and Nabi kind of trailing. Um, so, Ozum, you're focused, but Willie, you're looking around. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a bit of movement. And when you look, you see that little boy that you saw in the window. Only he looks kind of transparent and ghostly, and he giggles. <laughs> And points at the wall and then is gone which wall willie just stops dead in her tracks and just starts trembling <laughs> so it's the wall between rooms one and two kind um, of in the middle of it but that wall leads to the outside right no uh see one and two that uh -huh. big wall yeah the the oh, outside oh. is where the stairs are yeah so it's he's pointing to the wall between one and two, so to the left of the stairs. You're kind of walking. You're gonna walk kind of by it as you before you turn and go up into the furnace. Oh, I see. It's that wall where that big room is. She just looks up. Did did, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, turns around. Did anybody <laughs> see that? And Rook Gold, are we near the door? Uh. Yeah, it's not so much a door, it's like a, a little, just a hallway little space. Um, Ozum, you saw this before. Oh, so you walk in his furnace and it's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you're walking towards the furnace, but kind of to your left as you're walking down to turn right, this little ghostly boy appears and points. Do we all see him or was it just uh, Cozy the Sound? Uh, make a perception check if you want to look. Okay. I do have dark vision if that helps. I saw him way at the beginning, so creepy child is not something that is creepy to him. I got a four. I didn't see anything. That is an eight. I saw shit. No, you didn't even see you. You might have heard a faint laugh, but like, there's a lot of weird noises in this place. So who knows? That monster kid, because now we know it's a monster because the hostess was a monster from the window. It was laughing at me, pointing that way. And Willie just points out the area and goes, I think we need to make sure that we're on the up and up before they steal more of whatever the last lady did. As, uh, I assume that like when, when Willie like says this and then Ozum is like nonchalant about it and we take like a half-hearted effort to look around for the ghost boy and don't see it. I'll turn to Nabi and be like, so how long did it take you to learn how to, like, you know, do the fighting stuff? <laughs> the fighting stuff? Yeah, you know, like, I, I had to train for years to learn how to use this, but you, like, literally just use your body, and that's, like, that's, that's pretty cool, but, like, that's, that's got to be a lot of training and discipline. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 
year I mean imagine the years that it took you to train kind of similar I would think just different things that's true, that's true. what uh what races uh Nabi human she's human human okay yeah okay yeah so it's like normal yeah and it's like oh right on that's super cool and then he goes like, so can you are your bones like super strong now like and they no Willie's right. just standing next to Oza watching them look around and going, are they flirting at a time like this? Ozum is pinching the bridge of his nose and taking very deep breaths and just <sighs> does not want to be listening to this conversation. Did your bones get harder because you were training? No, unfortunately not. I, I wear mm. armor, so that's, I mean, I do push-ups and all that kind of stuff, but like, mm. but I, I've seen you like break wood with your literal like body and that's like yeah that's more like pressure and physics and less like strong bones that, that's Ozum pretty... laughs at that at just <laughs> this whole thing he goes like and, and how many punches did it take you to learn how to like heal with your punches because it's like did you punch so hard that it just goes around to work if i gave away all my secrets there man the order would come find me Oh, there's an order, and he like just gets so like, like, damn, and then like Navi starts fun. walking ahead, like to try to get away from Merc's question. He'll limp. I wish Willie could laugh, but she's just so like puff-cheeked and incensed that people are flirting and laughing as she like grabs her club, do it myself, and just sort of marches over to the wall where she saw the ghost and just kind of rattles it like leaning far away, just uh, knock, knock. <laughs> it echoes normally, but while you're there, creepy kid doesn't reappear. Uh, roll me a investigation check. Alrighty. Ozum is now leaning against the doorway to where the furnace is. Just like, mission please derailed. let this just happen. <laughs> what is that, 22, I believe? 22. You squint up at it, and, uh, you find a hidden door. Oh. Right where that boy had been pointing. Oh. She just starts bouncing up and down. I found something! No. Yes! No. No, no, no. He, like, points next to him. He's like, no. I mean, but there could... There could be something back there that could help us. After. I I just want to peek though. Do, do you want Is me that to like even you? a knob? <laughs> with a roll that high, you oh. actually find what you think looks like a loose brick and, or a loose stone, and if you push on it. All right, so she's feeling up this wall, finds the stone. Ozum's like, she goes, <laughs> like pushes the stone in, and she pushes off. And right about the then, gnome gets gutted again. I'm coming! I'm coming! Like she rushes to the side. So, right as you, oh, did you push it or no? I, I pushed away from the wall and pushed the stone in as she ran back to him. So. As you do, you see this door open like it wasn't there. And right then, 
Miss Cat appears next to you, Nobby, and he's visible to both you and Rook. Weren't you, weren't you doing something? What's taking so? Oh, you opened that. That's fun. Your definition of fun and my definition of fun have been distinctively different this entire time. Yeah, you're not you, made for this place. I, apparently I was, that's why I'm here. So hmm, what do you fair. mean fun? Oh. What do you know? Well, depends on if it's still in there. It. Yeah. Okay. Is it one of yours? Ish. Ish. Does that mean you can help? Not everything demonic likes me. The nightmare doesn't like me, and it's a demon. Eh, point. Point, point. So, uh, what do we owe this, uh, visit for this moment? You're just hanging out? Yeah, you're fun. Cool. Cool. Do you want to come see what happens? Yeah, can I sit on your shoulder? Sure. Hops up. Kind of settles and down like a scarf. The entire time, Rook will be, like, leaning on his halberd and just leaning over to, uh, to Ozem and, and Willie and just being like, alright, so what's happening now is, and then just, like, telling them the play-by-play. -play. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's an it? Like, is it a friend? Ask the cat if it's a friend. Is is it a friend? Uh, I don't know. Depends on if it likes you. Nah, it's gonna kill us. Man. What type of person does it like? What type of person does it like? <laughs> I think he can hear me. Mm. Can you hear? Oh yeah, that's right. I you can hear. You can hear. Okay. Yeah. I just can't see the cat. <laughs> or hear the cat. I just love that Rook is playing telephone. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, out of the corner of your eye, cause, uh, your name is Cozy Spoon on the thing, so All I keep right. trying to say Cozy Spoon. No, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Willy. Willy, <laughs> you, uh, it's fine. Normally I'm really good about it, but my eyes went to it and then my brain couldn't conquer it. Uh, out of the corner of your eye, Willy, you see that little ghost boy appear and giggle and run into the room. So is, is it? You said it was a ghost boy, right? As he looks over to Willie. Yeah, that's like about my height, maybe a bit bigger. Is, is that threatening? Gonna, is, is that thing's gonna kill us, Go, ghost boy? As he looks to Mr. Fuzzy Bottom. Oh no, that's Tobias. He's cool. He's fun. I like Tobias. All right, apparently, the ghost child is named Tobias. Willie looks at Rook and goes, "Can he go in the furnace for us?" Can, what can, am I? What am can, I? Can, can. Hey, I'm just trying to look out for you. I am resistant to fire. I mean, you weren't resistant to whatever was upstairs, and who knows what's in that furnace? Ah. What happened upstairs? What did happen upstairs? You don't need to know what happened upstairs. I mean, what if we find it in that furnace, huh? You what won't about find it in the furnace. He'll, he'll not if we Mr. don't get there. She Ask will not be in the furnace. Ask the cat if whatever Ozen found is going to be in the furnace. He won't will, be in the furnace. Brooke will lean to... over to the cat and be like, all right, so what happened upstairs was, and he'll like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, I'm watching you. I like y'all. Keeping an eye on I you. assume the cat knows exactly what happened. Probably more than us. He, he does, yeah. He, he confirmed. Looks so very we... smug. He's gonna like pat his armor and be like, so should we head over to that hallway or are we gonna go to the furnace? 
Willie is running out of excuses the entrance to, to the furnace. <laughs> Willie is running out of excuses to belabor this moment. <laughs> so she reluctantly goes, uh, okay. All right. And it'll be like after the furnace, if we survive, we'll, we can check out that hallway. Like if you want. If? What do you mean if? Like uh, you, you touched the stone. So I assume that's where you want to go. I just want to get out of here in one piece. I agree. So do you head towards the furnace? Yeah. Oh, the mutters under his breath. I don't give a shit if I come out of here in one piece or not. Just get me out. Well, you're like the biggest and strongest, so I like all your pieces where they are. He leans over, takes a look at the furnace, and goes, Is All right, game time, big boy, go! No, this one doesn't laugh. You're just gonna send him in? I didn't. Can, I, mm, I, I mean, what do you want me to do? Give him a pep talk? I, I've never dealt with ghostly furnaces before. Haven't you dealt with a furnace? I mean, yeah, but this is a haunted furnace. Ozan oh. pauses, turns to Rook, starts unstrapping his gauntlets and gloves and anything that is below his shoulder and hands it to Rook and just kind of nods at him. Rook will take it. <laughs> Willie's gonna cover her eyes. It's Abby just leans against the wall. <laughs> the gloves, gnome. I just don't know if you're gonna take off anything else. You're not wearing very much in the first place. Writers. A fair assumption, but my pants are staying on for this for as far as I can tell. Aren't that those changes. Flammable? Yes, the room, mm -hmm. and I'm assuming the furnace, is not that large. If my arms aren't sufficient enough, then we'll reevaluate. But for now, I'm assuming I should have enough clearance. And he, like, stretches out his arms and shows this fucking massive wing wingspan of whatever, like, I think it'll be okay. She takes a look and appraises and goes, yeah, yeah, I think so. Go for um, it. And if you look closely on his arms, you will see a lot of different types of scarring that you may not really be able to tell what exactly made those scars, but the skin on his forearms is almost not recognizable as regular skin anymore. Willie having no poker face just grimaces at the sight. So, Ozum steps into the furnace room. Does anyone else follow, or do you all stay in the hall? I think it was, it was big I enough. I follow. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll follow. Okay. Just checking, making sure I know where everyone is. Why? For reasons. Maybe. Or maybe I'm just curious. You step around the corner, and the door opens with a loud... The south and west walls are covered in a furnace a massive furnace as well as well it's not just a furnace it seems to be very ornate covered in countless clockwork gears and levers and dials Willie this feels very familiar to you in a way that we well, have to tell me 
is seeing a whole bunch of cogwork gears. Is this exciting to you, or is it a painful reminder of home? I guess a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's like weirdly comforting to see things that are familiar, but also kind of guilt-inducing. You see all kinds of technology that are very similar to what your family worked on, or might be oppressive, might be exciting. It's well, she was going to stay like at the threshold of the door, but if that stuff's in there, she's going to creep in and go and pick it up. So it's all bolted, all part of this furnace. It's just everywhere. It's all, and this is an L-shaped. It covers two walls. Um, it's complex and it's fascinating. It's completely out of space in this house. It is all shiny, polished copper. Um, it smells like coal and steam in here. And you all notice, as soon as you walk in, it's cold. There's a thin bit of... Um, smoke coming out from one contraption but it's sad just sad little flume of smoke that is clearly not doing what it's supposed to stacks of wood and coal fill the no northeast corner of the room Willie you notice an object mounted in the north wall make me a perception or an investigation whichever you would like to roll okay roll Oh, let's see. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine? <laughs> it looks familiar. Oh. It's... It's kind of like that machine that you and DM were working on. Only it seems much more advanced. Kind of sucks. It's kind of cooler than your prototype. But... If it works the way yours did, you might be able to figure it out. And then you might be able to cast Sending even without using a spell. That's what this machine does, after all. Sending, eh? She looks around, narrows her eyes, and tells everybody, I'm getting the weirdest deja vu. I've, I've built one, which was totally the same quality. I have that talent. Uh, I just... I've, I've never seen it laid out like this before. It's not haunted everyone. then, right? Repeat? It's not haunted then, right? It's it's just I mean, a machine. It's in a it's in a nightmare house. Let's just, you know, suspend our disbelief. Well, that's true. But at least it's familiar territory. She looks at Ozum and goes, One second. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up for success. And she starts fiddling with aspects that she seems to know how to meander herself around, doing screws, turning knobs. Okay. Make me um, an intelligence or a sleight of hand <laughs> check, whichever you prefer. Does that single brain cell work today? <laughs> or sleight of hand. Okay, you can do this based um, off of your brain power. You can do this based off of, oh, my hands that's is not nimble. bad. My, my brain is, is firing, 16, 17, 18, 19. 18. There we go. Anything you want to say as you tinker with it? I interrupted you, I'm sorry. I know, it's fine. She just looks at Ozum and goes, I, We're going to need some wood. I saw some at the north wall. He goes and picks up a bunch. He's he's doing his manly duty as you're over there tinkering. And it's, it's 
probably kind of fun. Like, you haven't messed with things in a long time. Do, do you want us to tie ropes around you and so we can pull you back if anything happens? She jumps because she remembers she's supposed to be scared. She got so into it. Oh, uh, um, maybe? I, I don't know. This is, I mean, I'm in my groove right now. This is kind of nice. I mean, compared to all the other rooms we've been in. And right as as then, you hear a squawky little voice come over this weird little box that says, Willie? Willie, is that your voice? Willie, is that you? Does it's, she recognize this voice? It's DM. <gasps> and that's what she does. <gasps> that, that's my buddy! Hey, DM! She rushes to whatever the source of the voice is. It's, it's a little box that you're tinkering with. Oh, what? This prototype ah. seems to be working. Do we hear the voice? You all hear it. Um, Ozum is going to silently bring the rope over to Rook and hand it to him and say nothing. He takes it. It's fine. It's fine, you guys. I, I know him. What up, D? Willie, where have you been? I never heard from you, and things are terrible, and I... What if you... Are you safe? Oh, oh my, I win. No, but I'm in an okay part. I am, I'm dealing with our invention. Someone else built it. It's completely finished here. Yeah, it's working on my end. I don't understand that at all. Like, it, it, I just had the one we'd worked on, and I, I... I... I sent you my last set of diagrams and theories, and then... Uh, the other letter, and you didn't reply to either, and now suddenly it's working. I don't understand. It's great. What did you do? I picked it up, and that's it. And you hear him taking notes, even across the distance. Ozum is going to kind of slowly sidle up next to Nobby and go, if the cat's here, could you find out well cat if you're here should we be worried about the voice that the gnome is currently hearing tell the big one that i don't know this cat doesn't know drixalia has always been a jerk but she's always given safe harbor to people she's never gone all so this is new territory for me too apparently this has never happened before Usually this lady's really nice. Thank you. I Kat. didn't say nice. Okay. She's an Usually... asshole. She's, she's an judgy. asshole. And no, judgy. She, she was actually looking very weird. But... Was she racist against orcs? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. She's certainly racist against cats. <laughs> well, thank you, cat. The entire cat. time they're talking. Willie's already taken out a bunch of parchment and goes, Okay, D, hold on. I need you to give me a list of what yours looks like. I'm going to try and crack this open and reverse engineer and take notes. And then when we meet up again, we can compare. Well, okay, all right. But if you crack it open, are you sure you can put it back together? Because remember the last time. <laughs> I'm the one who's good at reverse engineering. You not so much. Listen, I'm in an adventure right now with actual heroes. I'm in a literary wow. epic. That's what you've always wanted. I what know. Are, what are you doing right now? I'm in a furnace area and I got a, a rope that's coming, maybe. And uh, we're trying to do these tasks for a nightmare haunted thing. 
Okay, I didn't understand all of that, but I'm also in a furnace. Wait, what? Yeah, so... Uh, the war got kind of bad, um, and so I'm, I'm helping, and... I mean, I got conscript... I'm, I'm not... I'm not like you. Um, I mean, I'm maybe... But I... A little bit... More, but... I got assigned to fix the furnace, and I've been working on this thing for a week, and Roth helped me. I can't fix it. She, like, dabs her quill. Well, what are you doing? Well, um, it, it, it kind of seems like it's jammed, but I can't, I can't get it unjammed. Okay, it's jammed where? We're going to check our, our side and see what's up. Okay, yeah. So he gives you a series of instructions. And you figure out, through your communications back and forth, where he thinks it's jammed. And roll me an intelligence check to see how well you and DM coordinate. Why Why are you challenging this poor gnome's brain this way? <laughs> you, you wanted to play the Bartificer. <laughs> My hubris. Okay, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19. Okay. You find the spot that he's talking about. You know, okay, if you, if you go over there, there's like this pull-down thing. And I think if we both pull it at the same time, maybe because I keep pulling it, it doesn't come unjammed, but maybe it's, I don't know, linked? Is this a thing? I don't know. This seems weird and wrong and not right, but if you're in an adventure, I don't know, you make things happen. So, okay, ready? Okay, okay, hold on. She rushes to the thing. I'm gonna pull this thing, you guys. Ozim is like, do you want me to do it? And she goes, hold on. I'm gonna let Ozim pull this thing, you guys. He walks over and goes to pull it. Okay, Ozim, I need you to make me a sleight of hand check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Awesome. You pull it, and sure enough, a whole bunch of chunky something between coal and wood starts falling out along with a small belch of flames. And uh, you take two points of damage halved because you are a tiefling. And you apparently, with, with, with Willie's countdown of one, two, three, your communication skills are top. You pull it out. It comes down. Tim's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it worked. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, is it, is it, let me check my gears. Hold on. And he runs over and starts, you assume, checking dials on the other side. And it does seem to be getting warmer in here. But it's not, uh, doesn't seem to be roaring all cylinders yet. All right. Willie pulls at her collar and goes, okay. I think it's because we have a tiefling on our side. Definitely resistant to fire. It's pretty amazing. You should be here. Took it like it was nothing. Oh, but uh, we might need there. more wood. And she looks at Ozum and goes, Wood. Ozum just goes and starts feeding wood. <laughs> Alright, um, so I don't I don't think this is working quite yet. Um whew. That was, that was a lot. Um, okay, gosh, I wish I was a tiefling. All right, um, uh, let's, let's, there's, 
maybe we might need to vent some steam because it looks like fire is coming out now and it's heating up, but um, it's still not. So maybe we need to vent steam. So um, brace yourself. This might be kind of explosive. <laughs> uh, okay. One, one second, one second. Let me hide behind the tiefling. So I need you to roll another intelligence check to see, again, how well you and D coordinate this. Oh, my single brain cell. Okay, intelligence. Nine, 10, 11, 12. 12. Not a save, a check. Uh, oh. I thought it was rolling a d20. It is, uh, but the save plus is different than the regular. Oh, 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 saving throws. There we go. And you're near uh, me, so you get a plus two. Oh, okay. That's right. So, so 12? I think it's uh, eight. Eight? Pretty sure. And then you get a... Did you add that plus two from Rook? Yeah, that's all total. Okay, so eight. All right. So you're looking it over, and you're squinting and trying to figure it out, and you rest your hand too long on a spot and pull it back, and you take four points of fire damage, and it smarts on your hand. But you figure out what you need to do. And so you start pointing to Ozum, and you're like, okay, I assume you're having Ozum do this again. After that burn, yeah. <laughs> so, it's actually kind of good, because uh, it's kind of high up. It would be difficult for you to reach. You could, but it's nicer to have a big boy who could do it for you. So you, you point, and you're like, okay, you're going to have to pull this valve. DM's like, okay, that valve, we got to pull it at the exact same time, um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to jump, so this might be a little challenging. So I'm going to count, and then we'll do it, okay? Okay, here we go. And Ozum, if you're pulling, I need you to roll me a sleight of hand to see how well you time this. 13. 13? You take... Lucky. Again, two points of fire damage halved as you pull this thing. And I need... Everyone's in this room, right? I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Everyone gets plus two. Oof. Oh, 24. That's uh, a five. Doing 14. some motions. I got a seven. So, Ozum, you just lean out of the way, annoyed, unimpressed by everything. Nabi, you do some monk shit, but... Willie and Rook, you are not quite prepared for the gust of steam that suddenly vents in a wide cone, and you each take six points of fire damage. Ouch. <laughs> and the furnace starts to let out a high-pitched cry as it begins to kind of rumble and move, and it is very warm in here. Anyone who would like to stay is going to need to make me a constitution saving throw, or else you'll need to move out of the space because it is getting very warm in here. I will stay with the 24. Constitution. And you get a plus two. Because oh, of him. 26, can, yeah. Can we roll and then decide, or do we have to decide and then roll? Um, you have to you can either back out. You're going to have a hard time leaving because you got to communicate with DM and you're the only one who knows how this machine works. 
Uh, I gotta roll. All right. I'm 30-20. 30-20? Nabi, are you staying or are you backing into the hall? Um, I'm gonna stay. Okay. Constitution rule. And that's, you said saving throw, right? Mm-hmm. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, you're fine. I got a 14. Okay. If you, uh, you take one point of exhaustion as just the heat starts. Uh, this is very on brand for you. Oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> Someone does not do well in the heat. All right. <laughs> okay. But you're like, okay, I can do this. Okay. And DM's like, we're almost there. Okay. I'm pretty. Whew. That was, did you get, did you get a big old steam blast too? I, yeah. Uh... But, but my intestines are still in me. I'm yeah. good. What? What? We're gonna, are you okay? We'll workshop but... it later. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think, <sighs> I think we're almost done. There's there's two levers on the control board. Um, and I need you to look for them. There's there's a red knob and there's there's a blue knob. And uh, I need you to, we need to pull both of them. Um, so you need to find those. Okay, are they high up or, or low up? I Roll me an investigation check to find out. Alrighty. Oh. Where's my investigation? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You. You're like, okay. Okay, I found these. Yeah. 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 And DM's like, okay. Okay. Um, we're going to have to coordinate this at the exact same time. Um, so are you ready? You ready? I. I think so. Oh, I'm, re I'm really hurt. She, like, waves Ozum over. Come on, man. I need you on that other one. Tells him, does what he's told. <laughs> so if you need Dobby to kick you, let us know. Kick me? What would I need? Oh, hold on, hold on. She runs over to Abby. Kick me. Uh, uh, okay. Are you hurt? Yes. She's just like has all these steam burns and has a burn on her forehead. She's like, you think? Then she turns around, shows off her rear end, just right on the keister. Just that one All swift right. one. Fine. And she uh, uses her hand, foot of healing, I guess, in this case, and uh, gives her a tap for five. Nice. Then she rushes back. <laughs> Glad I could help. Okay. Okay, is your, is your friend who's ever helping you, is he, is he ready? Oh, this tiefling is ready to go. He's so excited. She looks at Ozum. Yeah, he's really excited. Let's go. Okay. One, two, three. And you pull this and you hear, ah! <laughs> Ozum, you take two points of fire damage, again reduced, as a huge gush of steam comes out from knee height. Everyone in the room, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, As you pull would... the wrong levers. <gasps> wrong lever, Kronk. Wrong it's lever. A four? Wrong lever. Four. <laughs> 19. Uh, 13. Lucky. What did you get, uh, Nobby? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I spaced out for a second. What am I rolling? Uh, dexterity save. 
Right, right, right. Steam is coming at you. I got a 21. 21. So, Willie, you take four points of fire damage. Ha! Okay. I think that wasn't the right one. Um, okay, Willie, I need you to look again. Um, I, I don't want to do this again. This burns. I don't want to do this again either, but I... Okay, um, uh, everything for the cause, everything for the cause, I need a red and a blue lever. Um, okay. And, Willie, roll me an intelligence check. Oh, brain cell, don't fail me now. Oh, oh, why, why would you do that to me? <laughs> Hold on, where is my intelligence? Three, six, uh, nine. Okay. We're doing this again? We're doing this again. I... I... I don't know. I, I want to be sure. She looks at Rook and she's like, Come here! Check my notes! Okay. So... Rook, you hear this little voice over the thing. Okay, so it's it's a red lever and it's a blue lever. Um, and they... Whew, it's really hot in here and it's... Um... It, it the the blue lever has like a weird hook on the handle, but the red one is is a knob. So, uh, you can roll an intelligence check, Rook, to see if you can identify what is being described. Okay, Rook will look to Willie and be like, I I hit stuff, and I'm like I pray. That's that's my thing. Like I like I don't know this and then uh as he's like is I, he I'll... leaning is he leaning down to say this to her oh absolutely like kneeling okay so she reaches and he... up and grabs either side of his face you listen to me this is the moment of a hero's journey where all the chips are down and it comes down to you you got this <laughs> and then he's just like all right let me try and it's intelligence or intelligence a straight on roll of six. Like yeah. I, I touch something and it breaks off the handle. It's like, oh, oh. No, what what she pointed out seems right. I like look over and be like, I I guess it seems yeah. fine. Okay, okay, I believe in you two. You you got this. All right, I guess let's do it. Are, are you sure you don't want Navi to like look at it just in case like? I love this boxing. <laughs> she looks at Abby and goes like, what do you think? I know you're about performance art and kicking, but maybe you're, you got like lever intelligence. Um, I'm not going to make it. You, I will leave that to the, uh, you, you all. Got it. It is highbrow yeah. stuff. Yeah. She looks yeah. at the rest of them. Sorry. I think we have this. Just make sure you have your shield out just in case. Oh, right, and right. He, she, like, and he'll flips back it over. To, like... <laughs> She's, right. like, full-on turtling with this shit with shield. Just like... <laughs> okay. So DM's like, okay, I, you, you got it this time. We double-checked. We're good. Okay. Um, one, two, three. And Ozum pulls the levers. Wow, I'm switching this out. You take two more points of fire damage, reduced by half, because tiefling. And again, everyone make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Wow. How you gonna hurt me? 18. 18. 
11, 12, 13. 25. More 21. Much. What the heck? <laughs> this time yeah. you are all ready for it. It has been telegraphed as much as it could be telegraphed. Of course, a huge gust of steam comes out. And you hear, ah, <laughs> okay. Willie, Willie, I really, I really need you to focus, Willie. I know, I know how you are, and I love you for how you are, but I really, I really need you to do this. Really didn't expect it to happen again that time. Yeah, okay. You know the difference between red and blue, right? It's all this fire, it's making everything yellow. Okay, um, so he spends a lot of time describing the exact shape. And if anyone else would like to listen in, I will let you... Uh, 19. 19. So add a, add a <laughs> d4. Roll your intelligence check. Add a d4, because you're getting help. And don't forget, you can bardic inspiration yourself. Oh, I, I, I allow that. towards other people. I allow bardic inspiration, because most bards find themselves very inspiring. Let's okay. be honest. Hey! 18. Okay. You're pretty confident this time. It's DM... process of elimination. She's turned every knob. She's pretty sure it's this one. <laughs> but here's the problem. Oh. They're far enough apart that even with Ozum's impressive wingspan, you're going to need two people. Ugh. What, right. what, what do you mean? Mine are right next to each other. What? Oh, that's why you were having so much trouble. No. They should be. I wonder if these layouts are different. If it's a quantum entanglement thing, then why are they so different? Because I- Sorry, sorry, um, focus. Keep to the narrative, DM. We got this. Right, right, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure this will do it. Okay. Let me just contract this. Lever pulling. She looks at Rook. Goes, there's one over there, and there's one over there. I already got fireproof on that one. I need you to rock the other lever. You got it. As he limps over, and then uh, I was like, "I, I just have to lose this, right? Nothing else. No other. Like, I don't. Want, just, I don't want to screw this up. Just don't break it this time." All right. All right. All right. I am going to need each of you to make a sleight of hand check to see if you two plus oh, DM can coordinate this. A group one and DM did not roll well. I believe in you. Fifteen. Fifteen? That is a five. I need <laughs> all of you to make a constitution saving throw. Everyone gets plus two. Seventeen. Fifteen? Nineteen. Fifteen. You all are prepared for it, but not prepared for just the massive amount of fire and steam that suddenly belches as this thing blows open. You each take 10 points of fire damage. Halved for the tiefling. as the furnace suddenly roars to life and you hear something 
shriek. Those of you who had a hold of it, you, who were holding the levers, you feel it suddenly grow soft and not hot, but fleshy under your hands. You hear this massive, angry as a toothy mouth opens in the middle of the furnace and flames come belching out. It snaps down. Everyone make me a dexterity saving throw. Let's see how much this hurts. 19. 23. 23. 16. You all pounce out of the way before this giant toothy maw of what appears to be a gigantic, almost room-sized mimic slams down and then fades back and the furnace returns to normal. It is radiating heat now. It is sweltering hot. There is steam coming out of it, smoke. But more so than any of this, Willie, you hear a strangled cry of pain come across your communication box. Well, she's been completely wailing at the sight of this mimic clawing at the wallpaper, and then she hears a cry. Ah, 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 DM! Uh, it's, it's working on my side. Uh, how, how is it on yours? I'm not as burned. Are you okay? Uh, I'll be okay. Uh, I'm sure someone will come down soon. It's okay. You really need an adventuring party for these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, we don't have many adventures here anymore. <laughs> I'm... I'm really excited to hear about your adventures, Willie. Well, don't look now. You're part of it. Yeah. I... I need you to... To come out of it and tell me all about it next time, okay? I will. I promise. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. I think I need to lay down. Yeah, do that. Don't use butter. I just roast you. And the box goes silent. You notice another warmth, Willie. And you look down in your hand. And the sprocket is there. Miraculously, because you threw it away. Mother! <laughs> but, as you look at it, it starts to glow faintly with a blue-white light. And something that looks like a very stylized symbol, but you, with your background, definitely recognize as a treble cliff, appears in it. And you have attuned to the sprocket. You find something comforting in its brassy veneer now. And you have advantage on all intelligence checks which have to do with invention or machinery. Uh huh. And while that was terrible, and apparently it was somehow a mimic and not a mimic. You did something really cool, and you saw an invention that you made work. 
I don't know, maybe there is something to this inventing thing. It's definitely not adventuring. But maybe it's kind of cool too. Maybe. You'll have to decide. After after the mimic thing, Rook definitely was like stabbing at the walls just to make sure there's no like blood or flesh. Because <laughs> that's too weird. Willie's just cheering him on. Yeah, get him! Ozum quietly says to Nabi, we probably shouldn't tell the gnome that she's never going to speak to that person again. Yeah, that sounded pretty bad. Cat says. We'll we'll let her have her moment, but she doesn't seem to understand that that person is gone. Yeah, I don't think it's sinking in. Willie rushes over. She says, "You guys have to listen to this. It just came to me." Pulls out her flute or recorder just poorly starts playing this tune that she has in her head and shows off the sprocket. It kind of, the treble cliff kind of dances with light whenever you play it. It matches your tune. <gasps> and Rook will look to the second and third degree, third degree burns on him and be like, what if we didn't check out that ghosty hallway? I mean, I'm okay with that. If if you just want to go straight to the other thing, after we maybe like fix all this, I'm okay. Yeah, Ozum, Ozum is like. What did the cat say again? Resting here. Yes, no. This hasn't happened to me before. How vengeful is she? I mean, I'm kind of biased. Uh, the cat's asking how vengeful you are. So, like a scale of one to ten, not, ten being super not, vengeful. No, the oh. Drixala lady. Oh, Drixala, and then he'll he'll just be like, I don't I don't really want to summon her. No, 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 no. But is she gonna let us rest? Is the question. Also, like, is the house gonna let you? I don't know. Mm, good point. Good point. So, now with the furnace working, it is incredibly hot in here. So you'll probably want to get out of this room unless you want to make another constitution saving throw against exhaustion. No. I'm down with leaving. Ozum's already walking out. <laughs> I already smell like a foot. Let's not make it worse. <laughs> We're out. Hopefully this house is up to code as he like looks at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Out of character, can what's everyone's health at right now? I'm good. Uh, 21. Out of what? 58. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a... 26 out of 59, yeah, so. I've been going through it. I'm yeah. at a cool 19. Yeah, I only out have two key points left. 39. So. I gotta be a little, you know, reserved with my healing slots. Yeah. Uh, Willie's gonna walk next to Ozim and go, so... That was a nice job back there. You want me to hit you with a bit of, uh, you know, R&R? Of the healing kind? Use your words. Sure, that would be great, thank you. Yeah. She whips out her recorder and just starts playing a horrid tune. <laughs> and I'm a cast healing word. 
Ooh. All right, what do I roll? Tell me, Paige. I am checking if this would load. Here we go. You should be able to just click the button and it should roll for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yep. 1d4. Okay. Rolling. Hey, four. Plus... Let me read the notes. 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Where is my spellcasting ability modifier? Plus three. Ah, what she said. Seven hit points. I can math. It was a, it was a shrill goodness. tune, but it was a good tune. And you get the little light show of the sprocket. That's oh, she cool. loves that so much. He fakes some amusement. <laughs> Gives like a... Very deadpan smile. And she looks and goes, <laughs> Don't don't do that again. Alright, so you have stepped out of the furnace. You're in this little hallway. It's narrow, you can mm, Willie, you can stand next to someone, but everyone else, you don't want to stand next to Ozum. It's 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 a small space and Ozum's a big guy. Mm. Um so you have your map? You have successfully gotten the furnace working, and you notice that it is warmer in the house. It is less... Well, it's still terrible, but it's slightly less terrible. Yay, for less terrible. What do you do? Um, well, I've got books to find. Oh, oh! Willie flaps out the map. Mmm, that way! Do you go? Uh, well, I want to say. So you've got X's in both 10 and 2 on the first floor. Hmm. So which one does Willie, holder of the maps, for better or for worse? Uh, uh she's gonna go to 10. 10? Yeah. Alright. So. You start down this narrow hall, and in front of you is a closed door, probably a closet. Turn sharply to your left, and you see two doors, one to the north, one to the south. And at the end, at the edges of your vision, you see this hall open up into a larger room. What's your marching order? Does anyone check anything out? Narrate me what you're doing. I know Sophie's paranoid. However, <laughs> the rest are you doing? I guess we'll we'll like be in a small huddle. Be like, all right, do we want to like just kick doors in, check, and then slam them shut if we don't see books, or do should we like how should we do this? I mean, I, mean, I feel like the X's mark the books. There's three I X's. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every single place that we've been to has been something specifically like targeted to either scare us or that part of our skill set she flips her hair very proudly she's like and everybody's kind of done their thing she points at nabby except you yeah yeah <laughs> so maybe yeah. you should take point okay well you have the map well i i like feeling in charge that's fine you, you think you think she has like healing items in this place you know, we could really use some. Let's really go check could. that big area. But 
room number two? Is that the one you want to go to first? Well, we're already near ten. Let's check twelve. Oh, yeah, that's true. For like potions and poultices uh, and stuff. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm down. Gosim's in the back because he takes so much room in the hallway. <laughs> and Rook will look to to Willie, be like, "Hey, can I can I borrow my shield really quick?" Yeah, oh, shield. yeah, good idea. All right, you, you just you 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 stay behind. That way, you don't have to worry about getting hit. And uh, and he'll like equip a shield, giving him plus two, much needed plus two AC. And uh, and he'll like I'll I'll go ahead and like like walk forward to see if there's anything there. And uh, and if I get stabbed, you'll know that I um, there's something dangerous. Don't forget pineapple. Got it. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then he'll pineapple. like he'll head over. Um, because it's it's a shield, he's gonna put away his halberd and and pull out like his long sword or hand axe rather. And do you walk straight to twelve? Do you peek into nine? Do you peek into ten? Do you peek into eleven? And uh, straight to twelve. Yeah. Straight to twelve. Rook, are you leading the way? Yes. Okay. So it's Rook, Nabi, Willie, Ozum, or Rook, Willie, Nabi, Ozum? I'll go right behind Rook. Okay. Cool. Uh, the hallway opens into a massive children's playroom that also could serve as a children's ball during events because Drexalia is that kind of person. Closets line the north walls, and a water closet is along the south wall. Child-sized furniture and storage shelves filled with broken toys and mildewing blankets fill uh, cabinets along the far wall. Just south of the door sits a small round table that is laid out with a lavish, lavish tea party display and porcelain cups that are chipped and empty. Willie. A large teddy bear, which is missing one eye, sits at the table and two figures uh child-sized figures covered in cloths sit opposite each other mist cat snickers and hops down off your shoulder knobby and pops onto the little seat and sits there looking very pleased rook will examine the area and be like uh, I don't I have a good vibe about this. Uh, he looks snobby. My vibe's probably not much better than yours right now. You would be like, and he just gets kind of exhausted. He goes, listen, if there's anything like fucky in this room, can you just please make yourself known so we can get this over with? <laughs> and uh, just kind of like pulls out a shield and looks to everyone. Everything. Okay. Willie just looks at the both of them really confused and walks further into the room. Just like, I, I mean, this is the best room we've been in. Everything's gnome-sized. And she, Mist like, walks over to the table and goes like, teddy bears and tables my size is great. Don't, don't drink the tea. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> Miss Cat appears to you and puts his little front legs on the table, kind of crossed Sphinx style. And he's all like, you can pretend to drink the tea because there's no tea. Oh, it's a great little tea party. I see him. I, I see the cat. She waves back. <laughs> mm. I mean, will that do anything? Like reveal another secret door? Mm. It's she a pretends. playroom. <laughs> Give oh, me a it's not a gnome check. Room. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Performance check. Eleven. You oh wait. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There we go. <laughs> you sip this tea with a flourish. And nothing happens. She just drops the teacup. Wait a minute. This place is for kids. Yeah. Aren't you a kid? No, I'm a gnome. Aren't you a gnome kid? I mean, I'm mature. Okay. He doesn't sound she convinced. Buried. Def like deflated over a cat not believing her. <laughs> <laughs> and she like looks at the figures at the table. They like picks up her club and uses the handle to poke at the figure. Cat, what are what are these things? Mm, toys, I guess. Hmm. She reaches over and grabs the sheet. Which one? Oh God. <laughs> left or right? Uh, left. Left. You grab it, and you pull it off, and a doll sits there. Oh no. What What do you mean, oh no? Creepy doll. Are you not a fan of dolls? <laughs> not ones in haunted houses. What? Big spiders? The furnace just came to life. What do you think could possibly happen with dolls? Yeah, Ozum says will... from the entrance to the room he has not stepped foot in here. <laughs> Rook will kneel down and, be, and just look straight at the doll and be like, yo, we've been through it tonight. I I don't want to like cause a fight. I assume that you're intelligent. I assume you have opinions and feelings and, and can, can, you know, we, we don't want any trouble. Is there any way we can make the situation non-hostile? Uh... Willie's just like holding her hands, trying not to laugh with her face. And she's like, if the cat's not worried... I don't think we should be worried. The doll is beautifully, intricately carved, you can see from here. And it's even got little pointed ears. Its hair is nicely done um, because the sheet's been on it. It's one of the few things not covered in dust. Its clothes are embroidered with bits of silk and a beautiful pale blue dress. And it just smiles at you. And he'll just like... <laughs> Willie like creeps up right behind his shoulder and just like puts her chin on uh, Rook's shoulder and goes, feel pretty dumb talking to a doll right now, don't you? He's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And then uh, he just like gets up and then... Come on, let's just go look for some, some stuff that can like patch us up. Just in case. gonna watch the doll the whole time. I was gonna say the same thing. It was like, he doesn't blink as he like exits the room slowly. Yeah, no, I mean, there's backwards. a door to uh, room 10 in this room. We don't need to go back into the hallway. Ozum might take the door in the hallway because he hasn't left the hallway, but there's two doors to the to room 10. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything outside of what you describe within room 12? Uh, um, there are, you can you can do some investigations the that entire back wall has like little storage cabinets some are open some are closed and it's filled with blankets and various toys like this is definitely a children's playroom there's small furniture there's just toys and stuffed animals these are some very spoiled children um but 
without a deeper investigation, you just see lots of toys, lots of dolls, and this uh, tea set. All right, well, I'm going to investigate. Roll me an investigation check. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. You find a very nice little teacup if you would like to take it. It's not sitting out on the table, uh, but it's nice and in the corner. Lots and lots and lots of toys. Um, you find some empty um, shatterproof bottles, where it looks like these kids have been collecting bugs or whatever it is kids play with. Um, and one beautifully preserved little stuffed toy that somehow is completely devoid of dust. Hmm. What kind of toy is it? It looks like a little stuffed animal. But you can't tell what... Every time you look at it, your mind seems to kind of fuzz. And you can't quite pick out what it is. But it right. does seem to have one silver needle through its head. Huh. Well, she's going to pull it out. I need you all to roll initiative. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? No one, no one is telling her otherwise. <laughs> is this a good point to take a break? We is will it? roll initiative. I will take it down, and then okay. we will take a break. Oh my Thank god! You. <laughs> oh, this poor girl. Maybe aye if we kill aye enough aye. things, we'll get we'll level up. You know. And then I won't have to rest. I only have two key points left, y'all. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, 16. 16. Nine. Nine. Let me Willie? see what I got. Uh, initiative. Where is my initiative? Where is my initiative? Well, I rolled a uh, 10. 10? Top, middle. So if top you look middle. all the way to top, yep. yeah. Rolled a Constitution, 10. intelligence. With a plus four, so 14. Oh, there we go. Thank you. All right, y'all. Uh, I tried to give as many warnings as I could there. But we are going to take a quick 10 minutes. We will be back. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, this has this has been very different from last week. And yeah. I'm excited to see how this fight goes. Um, so thank you for hanging out, and we'll see you in 10. Yay. He has the single grenade. Do not touch that, though. And okay. we are back as uh, Sophie threatens people about her character. <laughs> so, our heroes are in the middle of a haunted house, and they decided to, uh, after completing Willie's task of fixing the furnace, 
they decided to investigate this uh, room in hopes of finding something useful. Um, unfortunately, Willie decided to go poke around among a bunch of stuffed animals, and upon finding a strange stuffed animal with a silver needle through it, and she couldn't quite identify what it was, Willie, what is your... Yeah. Does a 16 hit for your armor class? And you said a 16? Mm-hmm. My AC is 16. How does that hash out? <laughs> Meets it, beats it is the rule in oh. DC. So okay. as you're reaching out, this little fuzzy creature grabs the needle and stabs your finger with it. What the heck? You take one piercing damage, Ouch. plus five points of necrotic damage. Oh my goodness. And I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Okay. Charisma saving throw, don't fail me now. Oh, Chris you failed me now. <laughs> Six. You are cursed <gasps> for one minute. I deserve it. As this little, <laughs> it almost looks like a teddy bear, right? In kind of its shape, but like it's got little nasty, almost hooked little horns and little ears, and its face suddenly comes to a, a, a foxy pointed nose with hollow black eyes as it wields this needle. And it's very small, but what can I do while I'm cursed? We will deal with that in a minute. <laughs> um, Nabi, you are up first. You are standing not terribly far behind uh, Willie. This is a large room, but you have a whole lot of movement, and you can close the distance if you so choose. I'm going to take my spear and huck it. Make me a ranged attack, please. At the thing. This 21 hit. 21 definitely hits. For nine. For nine points of damage. I'm doing a lot of monk shit today. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dice is happy. That must me. have been a fantastic throw. Just like is, spear it against the wall. Is your back sore from carrying us? <laughs> Normally I don't roll. Like I've been like roll, roll, roll. Like. Listen, you guys did some fantastic lever work, okay? Don't cut yeah. yourself short. Yeah. I don't know. I got you did. you did. I stayed out of that whole thing. So, it, your spear comes in and catches it, one of its little paws against the wall, kind of the corner of it, and it, and it rips its paw free and is still wielding the needle. Uh, Oz. Wait, what are you going to do? The gnome has literally poked the bear. He immediately goes into a rage. Because, of course, he does. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to do this. Technically, he doesn't need to be here, and he could leave if he felt like it just to fuck everyone over, because what does he care?
he mainly goes into a rage because of Willy, not really about the situation. It just happens. He doesn't really feel like attacking. So you go in a rage and you stay in the doorway? I don't know. I, Time's I don't ticking. know. Six I seconds. know. Fuck. Uh, okay, fine. He'll attack it. Okay. So it's a decently big room, but you're a big boy. You loom over Willy. What do you attack with? The axe. Make me an attack roll. That is a... 14, I think. 14. You bring this axe down in your rage. And you cleave huge scar through these wall shelves. Things go flying. Splinters shatter. And the little bear. Because <laughs> you miss it. And it brandishes the little needle at you. He'll use the momentum and just go again. He doesn't care anymore. Fifteen. Fifteen just hits. You cleave down on this thing and you cut across the front of it and you watch a little bit of stuffing come out. Do, you, you do I do roll for damage? Yes. Uh, damage will be... Where is my d12? Oh, where are you, d12? There you are. Twelve. Twelve? You cleave this thing and you see a bunch of stuffing come out and you see it stumble and it <laughs> makes this weird little chattering sound. And it's very strange because this does seem to be a stuffed animal and yet it's making noises. Uh, Willie, it is now your turn. This little, this little toy does not look very happy and it does not look very good. But it just poked you in the finger when you tried to poke it. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Um, how big is this bear? It's it's a little stuffed bear. It's not exceptionally just a large. Guy? It's just a little guy. Littler than you for once. Oh, man. Uh, can she cast Mage Hand and just pick it up and hold it in midair? Uh... You can try. You can make uh, make me a dexterity. Wait, grappling is strength if you're grappling. Make me a strength check against its dexterity. Oh my goodness. Okay. Where is my strength? Oh, okay. I don't have to worry about it because <laughs> it's not there. Oh, oh, a one. Your mage hand goes to grab this thing and it just kind of twists out of the way and starts swinging at you with this little thing again. And it looks at you, and its eyes are glass. But there is a malevolence, and it is locked onto you. And you don't feel very good about that. So you have an action and a bonus action left. Okay. Let me see. And I take it this thing hasn't spoken or said anything to us. It's just laughing. It's just laughing. 
Okay. Brooke is next up, just so you know. Taunting mm -hmm. us. Well, then I'm just gonna... I'm already, like, flat on my back. I'm gonna crab walk, grab my recorder, and just cast Bardic Inspiration. Because she done goofed. <laughs> so you're giving it to Rook? Yes. And what's your Bardic Inspiration sound like? It is the saddest Titanic song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, uh, I'm, do you want to move? If you move away, it might swing at you again. Do you go kind of as oh. far as you can without it taking, it's a little guy, but it's real, that, it's locked onto you. That second one. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you back up kind of to the edge of five feet and are like, uh, I don't know what it's going to do. I'm not going to go any further. The <laughs> most artful crab walk. <laughs> artful crab walking while playing a recorder. Very impressive. Uh, Rook. Uh, he is going to immediately rush to Willie's side and uh, with his shield and hand axe in hand, uh, go over and, and, and like attempt to uh, attack this creature. It uh, does not look very good, so make me your attack roll. And you have a bardic inspiration. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need it. So maybe 15? 15 actually hits. Uh, okay, okay. Do you want to use the Bardic just because Willie's got some special Bardic when you use it? Uh, let me try my uh, see my next attack and how that goes. Okay. I'll use it for my next. Uh, roll and me your damage. That is a nine. A nine. You don't and even then... need to roll again. It okay. lets out a scream and then you kind of watch a little cloud of stuffing and the needle plink, 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 falls to the ground. And Willie, you feel the curse release, which, without spoiling too much, you're really lucky you killed it before Willie's next turn. <laughs> Perfect. And is there any other threat in this room? None that you see. Dolls. None obvious. You know, no obvious threats. Rook okay. really like. So how do I win? <laughs> and it's it's like uh. Okay. Perfect. And. Uh, Rook will just look to everyone and be like, everyone okay? Everyone cool? Willie's still flat on her back. She just starts crying. I did it! No! Should we just attack everything just in case? It's like... No! No, don't, don't pull anything! Don't do anything! She's just still on her back. Ozum is going to go towards the doll that Willie uncovered. It He's is... not going to attack it. He's just looking at it. Oh, the, the seated doll? So, again, to set the scene, since we did go on break between now and then, there is near the door... Actually, let me flip over here. Whoosh. Uh, near the door, it, almost very close to where the number 12 is, um, there is a small tea set. It's child-sized, so also Willie-sized. Uh, with a tea set laid out. They're empty, they're chipped. This is clearly a children's play tea set. Uh, sitting uh, on the far uh, back to the far wall is a large teddy bear. Uh, to the left of the table is a large now uncovered doll which seems to be made of polished wood very well nicely made with long hair, glass eyes that are creepy and it's just sitting and smiling and across from it sits what seems to be another child-shaped object with a sheet over it. The doll that is now sitting there did have a sheet over it, but the sheet was removed earlier. 
And the doll. Bosom is. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. Finish. I was to say the doll looks at you. Ozim doesn't like doesn't even look over his shoulder, but in the direction of Willie says, "Do not touch anything else in this fucking house." Do you hear me? And he sounds like you've never heard him sound this angry before. It goes <laughs> okay. And now, one by one, Ozum is going to want to either roll a perception or investigation check on each of the dolls and the bear. So, roll me investigation for the first doll. He's not going to touch them. It's just... Mm -hmm. uh, 21. Again, very nicely well made. Um, highly polished. This is clearly a very expensive toy. Whoever these children were, they were very, very spoiled because this is a child size polished wood, posable doll with, you're not sure if it's real hair, you probably don't want to know, given the space, but it doesn't seem to move or blink or be any more creepy than a doll already is. The bear, the teddy bear then. Roll it. Should it be an arcana check or investigation? Um, investigation, you. Okay. 19. 19. This is a large bear. It has not been covered, so it is its fur is very, very dusty. It is stitched together, um, but it's starting to kind of, there's a little bit of mildew. One eye has fallen off of it. The other one's a button. Um, and it sits there, slumped blank. The third doll you cannot investigate because it is under a sheet. And then what about the doorway? The door that was opened? That is back in the main room. Between oh. the main oh, room and shit, two. It was right. a hidden doorway. Okay. Um, Ozem is just gonna turn and walk towards one of the doors that would enter room 10. He's okay. not gonna say anything. I don't think he wants to speak anymore. Brooke will kneel down to, to William and be like, you, you okay? You you good? She looks at Ozum, she's like, where is he going? And then looks at Rook. I, I don't I don't feel too hot. I feel like my intestines are seeking liberation. I I could use a hand. <laughs> he'll he'll help you he'll up Willie up. Like, it's all good. We'll just you take your time to process. Let's just walk over. We'll we'll see what's going on in this next room. I really thought that I was gonna have the same deal that you had with the doll that didn't move. <laughs> Why do I always get the hard ones? Everyone makes mistakes. It's all good. And then you just like will guide it. Should it's we a, leave that intent. there? The the pin? Like, shouldn't we like I, I don't know, get rid of it? At this point, let's if if nothing's attacking us, let's keep doing what we're currently doing and just make our way to to Ozum and. Uh... Are you coming with, Nabi? Uh, Navi just nods and then walks over and grabs her spear out of the wall and then follows along. It's a nice shot, by the way. Thanks. Also, Navi, just for giggles, because I forgot and I just roll me a d4. I promise this isn't bad. I promise it isn't bad. Promise it isn't bad. Doubt. Uh, four. Holy shit. So you added an extra 40 your damage from the miscat's blessing. 
which ah, would have left ah. it at one hit point when Rook finished it off. So just gotcha, so y'all gotcha. know. Cool. I forgot that. That's my bad. I mentioned it was a demon, but then I forgot to tell you to add the damage. <laughs> All right. So Rook leads the way into room 10. I think Ozum was the first one. I'm to, sorry, to Ozum. Yes. Yeah. Do you enter the south door or the west door? I know how that works. He goes right back into the hallway that he had entered through and goes okay. in the hall door. So. You enter a large child's nursery that lays before you quiet as a grave. A crib and cradle sits under the window along the north wall. Peeling, faded wallpaper depicts cartoon bears, rabbits, and other creatures. Baby furniture, moth-eaten cloth diapers, and toys fill the gloomy space. A patrician is set out along the east corner, uh, a set-up space for a wet nurse to live. An adult-sized bed, which was once neatly made, sits behind that low patrician. A dresser, trunk, and a few other faded belongings sit there. An unfurnished dollhouse sits in that space at a small table. Crafting tools are spread around it. It's split down the middle, and one side is completely unfinished. The right side has a living room and two dolls sitting in the kitchen. Does that look familiar? does look a little familiar. Mm -hmm. Now he's just like, nope, nope, nope. Hanging out in the doorway. Doesn't really want to go in there. Which door are we standing in? The one that Ozum went into? It's your call. Do you follow Ozum or do you enter the I other I thought door? we were following Ozum. I mean, oh. it's Willy. She's the wild card. I don't know. That's yes, true. Rook will follow Ozim. Yeah. All right. Well, if Rook is going that way, she would follow him. What he, do you see in there? Ozim just gestures quickly and broadly to the whole room. He's not progressing any farther than like just stepping inside enough so that the rest of them can walk in. This isn't. He hasn't offered to help with this, so. Is is it dark in here, or is there any illumination? It's it's dim. You don't quite need your dark vision. It's just that gloomy haunted house where there's definitely some creepy shadows, but like... Okay. Don't need a um, light yet. Rook still will will be like, uh, Hey, Willie, do you know how you did like the, the lights that danced last time? Could you cast that one more time? Make it easier for us to see, because the quicker we get that book, the quicker we can get it out. Oh, the... The club lights? I, I thought I could see pretty well in here, because she has dark vision. What do we need? Yeah, just put your lights up and we'll I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and investigate and see, if, see what's around here. Alright. Club lights, club lights. And she's rifling through, grabs her club, just oops, 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 oops. <laughs> Perfect. He will go and try to, to find the book if there's any sort of like reasonable location well, where a book might be placed. As soon as the light flares a small figure appears in the northwest corner. A dark-haired child in a white dress stands with her head, her head down. And while it doesn't move, you do recognize it as one of the children from the portrait in the main room. 
Is it making any hostile action towards this, or what is it doing? It is standing quietly in the corner with its heads down. Long, oh, no. dark hair is falling. Long, dark hair? All right, well. Is the cat gone, or is it still with us? Cat's, uh, cat has been sitting at the table watching all of this very happily, pretending to have tea with a teddy bear. Um, but as you leave the room, he scampers over. Yeah, oh! That's Sarah. What's this one's name? What? Sarah. Okay. Do we all hear this, or is it just Nabby? He's appearing to you now, too, Willie. It's everyone but Ozum. Sorry, Ozum. Sorry, it was Ozum. Clara, right? Sarah. 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 Does, does it know we're here? Is it safe? Is it safe? Sarah's usually pretty nice. Bossy older sister, but... I like Tobias more. Uh, and he'll be like... Sara, we, we do not mean to trespass. We don't mean to... Shh. You'll wake the baby. Oh. <laughs> then he'll, like, be like... He'll start to ASL, uh... <laughs> like, we don't mean any harm. Can we please, like... Is there a book that we can get out of here? She doesn't react, now that you're not making noise. Just, just leave it alone. And let's just find the stupid book and get out of here. Then he'll just like he'll just look to the others and just like shrug as he inches towards Is there any place in this room that seems like it would be a reasonable place for a book? Like a bookcase or, or a scroll. Yeah, Roll or a scroll. A perception check. Anyone who's scanning for Perception. Mm-hmm. Dirty twenty? Nice. Mm. I'm you... looking at nothing. I got five. Twenty-two. <laughs> so, Ozum and Nabi, you both. This place is a little. It's a little creepy. Um, but. You mean Rook? I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know why <laughs> I'm doing that tonight. I got the two big boys on one side, and it's just filling my brain. <laughs> um, you. This place is creepy, but you. You've gotten kind of used to the state of decay that everything is in here. And that bed isn't in the state of decay that it should be. It looks like the mattress has been shifted and some things have been moved around. Someone's been moving this around in this weird state. There might be something there. It's kind of a little rat pile of stuff by the bed. I'll go in if you go in. Like uh, I'm down. As he will uh, keep his shield and hand axe out. I have a hand on my spear. So you head over to that corner. Roll me an investigation check. And Rook will also be like, uh, "Wait, doesn't she have mage hand?" Like, and then, uh, but he'll still do make an investigation check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, five. Rook, it, there's a lot of rags and a lot of junk, and that dollhouse is really familiar and really creepy. Um, but Nobby, you start kind of sifting through this, and tucked away, kind of between the mattress that's still on the box springs and kind of underneath that little thing, you find a coin purse containing two silver and three copper. Mm as well as a journal 
Um, can I look through it? Yeah. Well, you start, you go to open it, and it, it doesn't want to open. Great. But you do see a series of words scrawled across it in different languages. You mm. recognize words in Draconic, and you start to realize there must be some kind of a cipher to this, if you want to try and figure it out. Um, not in this room, but yes. Okay. So you so, tuck the book away? Yeah, I'll tuck it away for now. You have to go by the dollhouse as you walk out. Roll me an investigation check, just for giggles as you walk by. <laughs> Five. <laughs> You have a weird flashback to that moment, and you don't know why you didn't remember it before, but you're pretty sure the eye that you saw was green. Okay. Uh, Looked a lot like your eye color. Great. Awesome. Nobby's freaked out and starts walking faster to the door. What did you find? Uh, a book and an eyeball. Wait, what? No, no, no. Yeah. Your, your memory of the eye that you saw oh, my when memory you were walking of the through eye the dollhouse okay, okay. was green. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, okay. Thank you. Okay, just a book, but also a creepy memory, and if we could just leave here at any time now, now would be good now. Is that all you need? I'm just already walking out the door. Um, I think so. I'll figure it out when we get out of creepy Shh. room with. You'll wake the baby. <laughs> okay, okay. She like gathers Nabby, <laughs> kind of pushes her her thighs out the door. <laughs> I don't even care that yours was an easier one. We still have two more books to find. We're, are we are we out of the room now? Right. I assume you exit out into the hall. Yes, please. Yep. Thank you. You mean you have two more books to get in that same room with the creepy no, kid? No, no, not. Ozum closes room. the door behind him but before like, they start talking. But, but yeah, like, we'll like two more twist total. the handle and slightly close it so it's very silent. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't so, get that repeat. Oh, uh, I have three total to get. So we found one. I'm assuming one. This is one. Um, and then we have we have two more. We have two more to go. So. Oh, oh, right. Was that the map? Oh, that's what those X's are for. The I'm next one sure. is down in two. Where the ghost kid? Uh, yeah, in like a secret door. Well, I... so the ghost kid was. There was a hidden door in the wall between two and one so it's uh, not okay. exactly the same but it is okay. the wall to that room okay yeah so i mean i'm sure we'll find more ghost kids anyway because she had three kids i think in the pictures right she had uh three children Four? and an infant and an infant oh right an infant. great not creepy at all all right let's uh i'm down Remember, to go you might wake to... the baby Oh, right. I'm down to go to number two. The two, two rooms. Okay, it's down this way. She leads the way. 
So we got Willie first. Who fall who's next? I'll be behind uh, Willie. Yeah. Then I'll be behind Nobby. And I assume Ozum brings up the rear. So you make your way down past the door to the furnace, which is now radiating warmth, and definitely the house is less bone-chillingly cold now, which is... I mean, it's still not great, but it's nice. Thank you, Willie. You reach the end of that little hall and get ready to turn right when you see the little boy's face, Willie, peek around the corner. And he says, You let it out. And then <laughs> is gone. Did we leave out? No, you let it out. Oh, what did I leave out? Little little ghost boy, come back. Tell me more. Right now, who's talking to themselves? What do you see? There, there was a little that little ghost kid that I saw that showed me where the secret door is. Said that we'd let something out. Oh, you let it out, Miss Cat, who's still on your shoulders, says. Oh, good luck with that. Great. Now the cat's gone. Awesome. Cool. I don't like this place anymore. Um, yeah. I That's mean, can shit. we put it back in? Can we? I vote. Let's try. Try for the room, or try putting it back in. Uh, let's try for the room first, and I don't even know what we let out. You want to go back there? No. Yeah, me either. Okay. Well, you first. Okay. So, uh, Navi's gonna, uh, slowly... Is the door closed to room two? So, room two is, uh... It is not where I thought it was. Room two is a huge, expansive ballroom. There is one door still standing and one which has collapsed in and is now laying on the ground. So you can peek in without entering, if you would like. I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna peek in really quick and see what I see first. Broken and rotting floorboards make up this the floor of this once grand and elegant ballroom. You see a small elevated stage which once held musicians at one end. Chandeliers dangle at precarious angles from the ceiling. Other than that, it seems empty. Large windows line the southern wall rotted and falling tapestries line the north. It was probably once very beautiful. Mm. And for the record, the raised stand, uh, the raised platform stage is about where that X is. Uh, okay, does it look like there's like a can I see if there's like a stage door to go under the stage or anything like that? Or if it's just like no. a flat? So you enter, do you, are you being sneaky monk or are you just hurrying to get over there? Uh, questions. Um, I'm gonna sneak because I don't want to wake the baby, I guess. I'm gonna attempt it. Okay, you want me to roll stealth, right? Roll me stealth. Mm, 15? 15. Is anyone else following her, or are you all staying, peeking Brooke in? Will... Brooke will head in, yeah. Cool. Are you sneaking, I'm or are you... I don't think there is sneaking with plate armor, but... I'm, <laughs> I'm just asking, are you are Great. you moving quickly? Are you 
Uh, slowly and cautiously. Slowly you know, and cautiously. Cognizant of the audio level, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as you go, roll me um, a perception check. Rec or both of us? Uh, both of you. Uh, okay. There are some some holes in the floor, some rotting things. So. That's an eight. Eight. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, Nabi, you're pretty quiet. You're very cognizant of where these floorboards are rotting. Um, you you have a couple places where you step and it squeaks. But behind you is just tromp, tromp, tromp. <laughs> Rook, at one point you step and your foot starts to go down. The floorboards give, but you catch yourself and adjust your footing and go. Um, you approach the stand, uh, the stage, and it's it's higher than a lot of stages. It's about waist high, and you do see what looks like a door. Mm, I'm going to turn to Rick and say I really appreciate you coming with me um, because this place is terrifying but maybe also like lighter armor would be cool if you're like being sneaky you know just from a pro monk to pro whatever you do he's like well I mean I could either send in Ozum who doesn't really have much like, like as clanky armor or I I could take off my armor, but I, I'm not as 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 swole as you. Point, point. I'm just saying, just saying. Uh, I guess I guess we're gonna go in this door. I don't see any scrolls. So, I assume Ozum is looming in the hallway, being Ozum. Have to ask. He's in a deep squat with the pinching the bridge of his nose. In the doorway. He's like... Yeah, we make sure that Willie's with his babysitter. Yeah, have to ask what Willie's doing. Right? Looking at the group splitting up, but looks at Ozum and goes, shouldn't we stick together? He's not responding to you. Hello? If you're totally fine with me and we're still friends, don't say anything. Okay. Then she goes to join the other people. Make me a perception check. Okay. Bless you. Um, where is my perception? Seventeen. Seventeen. You, you not only are cognizant of where the holes in the floor are, you're very small and you're able to navigate your way quickly without a problem. Still. Um, so you catch up to where they are, which is actually probably not all that bad because this little door opens outward. And there's a little set of stairs down, but even then, it's only about this tall on you, Nabi, and it is pitch dark down there because there is no light under that stage. So you can send in the gnome, or the gnome can maybe give you some light and let you explore yourself. What but... do my orc eyes see? Does anybody have dark vision? And the gnome does too. I do. And Rook still has Ozum's robe. Okay. So I would suggest tying it around the gnome. To yeah. send him down there. Let's tie the rope around the gnome. And then we'll tie the rope around me. And then, because I'm going with you, I'm not sending you down there by yourself. 
And then Rook, how do you feel about standing point and holding this other end? It's like, I, I can do that, you know? And then uh, he just like wraps it around his hand and then waits. Oh. <laughs> you want me to go down there? I'm coming with you. Even with you with me, why would... I don't want to go down there. You just fixed an entire furnace and almost set yourself on fire. I don't think a dark place under a stage is that up for you right now. Where's your sense of adventure, woman? Come on, this is what you joined up for, isn't it? And the moment she says that, Willie goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then looks at Ozum, and like, if he's still in the doorway, she's just like, that's like a safe place. But Nabby just like challenged her honor as like a writer. She's like, ah, ties the rope around her. Yeah. Fine. That is a good image to me. Imagine like brooding Ozum and there's like flowers and a rainbow <laughs> of like safety. Oh, no, no, no. Ozum is going to be his eyeballs. If they had daggers in them, they would be piercing <laughs> you straight through the chest right now. Like, I will roll a person. A- intimidation check if you want me to, Kay. Uh, but he has lifted his head, is still, like, literally is just still in a deep squat, watching them up on this stage, and it's nope. just Behind, glaring. Below the stage. Oh, below the stage, but he's glaring. Oh, no, Rick's on the stage. You can glare, Rick. <laughs> well, they haven't gone down yet, have they? Yeah, the, the, is... door, the door is, like, a short little door, um, and the side of the stage. Oh yeah, so they. Go down. So it's not so a trap door. It's a tiny. Yeah, he can door. see all three of them. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right, of them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, if he can see all three of them, if she sees that, she's gonna be like, Ugh. "There you go." <laughs> no intimidation roll needed. It really. <laughs> all right. So you start inside. Yep. Um, Willie, roll me a perception check. Oh boy. Nobby, you can roll a perception at disadvantage. Rook, you can too, since you're not fully inside, but you can peek in with your dark vision and kind of maybe help direct. Or you can give advantage. 16? You're good. Yeah, 17 at disadvantage. Ridiculous. I don't even know what's happening. (laughs) I never relate this. This is like crazy. Um, So underneath this stage, there's not a lot here. You feel like this used to hold a lot of stuff. Now there's kind of a lot of like broken glassware where clearly if they were doing champagne toasts, this is here lined up along one wall. They obviously didn't want to keep a lot of stuff here because it's really small for everyone except for Willie. Willie, you're just fine here. Um, across one corner, you see uh, a, a banner, which is kind of tacked up to keep it from wrinkling that says, Happy Birthday, Vorigan. And just about at the same time, you both see another journal stashed in one of the little storage bins down there. That must be it. What, the party stuff or the, no. the, the Borgin? The journal in the bin. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, go get it. I'm attached to you. We have to both go get it. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Scrambles to go over. If he hears that, if, if Rook will hear that, then he'll be like, Get you use your mystical mage hand thingy? Uh, do you think we should use that? I mean, you picked up the last one fine. Well, how far in do you want to go? And she looks at the room. I'm going to use my mage hand. Okay. 
and your right. mage hand appears and floats across and grabs the book and then floats it back. Do you bring it to yourself or do you bring it to Nobby? I bring it to myself so that my mage hand can throw the horns. And I go, good job. And I'm like, this is it? Yeah. I think should, so. Should we, like, open it or wait until we go outside? Do you want to open it or do you... I don't want to open anything anymore. I thought maybe you could do it. Okay, yeah. How about you hand me the book, but I can't see anything, so why don't we wait till we go outside? Got it. Okay. So I'm just going to put that one away. And you all slowly back out, Nobby being very careful of your head. Mm. And you step out into the large ballroom again. Rook, while they're down there, roll me a perception check. Oh, that's an 11. You don't see anything change or move, but there's a shadow that catches your eye, and you look at it, and you don't know why, but you feel like the house is looking at you hungrily. Uh, and is it down the staircase, or is it in the room? It's up in the high corner. Just High corner? You don't see anything. You just feel a hunger as something looks at you. Does Ozum notice him looking up there? Yeah, Ozum's say. watching Rook, so... Should I roll a perception check, too? Yep. Okay. 18. You look up, and while you don't see anything, you get the impression of a tongue moving across a pair of lips but nothing else happens he kind of gives a thumbs up to himself just great and Rook will kind of like pull on the, the rope a little bit uh, silently to indicate that like you know they should make their way back up And you both step out. And we follow quietly. Well. <laughs> I do. I follow quietly. Clank, clank, clank. Yeah. She looks at, Willie looks at Rook. There wasn't anything in there, but we found a book. Like, nice. Just one more. Nabi, do you look at the book again in the light, or do you wait? Um, I'm going to wait because yep. Rook made a gesture. And just, I'll just tell them, like, like, I'm getting weird vibes to this place. We shouldn't linger here any longer than we, we need to. What kind of vibes? More ghost kids? It's like, it's like bad murder, murdery vibes. Bad so murdery vibes. <laughs> okay. okay. Once we get in the hallway, though, I'll look at it. All right. You once again see that this is covered in all sorts of different languages. Most of the words you recognize are again draconic, but the book seems to be magically sealed and you can't open it yet. Okay, I'll put it back away. You All right, didn't even one, read it. It's it's sealed shut with magic. Oh, yeah. So 
I mean, it's fine. I was told to collect them, not write a dissertation on them. So should be good. You're not wrong. And then Rook would be like, and he'll kill, he won't leave his eyes from the room. Uh, just to make sure that nothing like weird happens. Uh, but it'll be like, where's, where's the next, uh, where's the next book at? Willie pulls out the map. Tickets upstairs. Oh shit. Back up there. Well, we close the door. Oh, this door is on the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, okay, right. It has fallen off its hinges through the decay of time. So nice. you step out, you're in the hall just north of the second floor, and it's a short turn to the left and then up the stairs. Navi looks over at Ozum and is like, Are you okay? He just. Cool. And yes. That's where I'm. I gotta. I gotta get the book. So. So who is leading the way? Um. Well, I'll untie myself from Willie. She's very disappointed. She was feeling kind of safe with that on, but she yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be tied to me when we pick up the last book, though. And she like scuffs her foot. Well, I mean. You're tough. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I might not be when I pick up this last book, so. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you think, can... do you, do you like want me to like help you out in any way? Like the, the last thing had like a really sticking needle. Maybe I could like ward you against like anything that might come up. I mean, I'm not gonna say no to extra protection. That's for sure. Is it okay to cast Blade ward on Nabby, or is that sort of like an in the heat of the moment thing? No, oh, you can do it. Yeah, Where's it's it a cantrip. Alright, I'm gonna do it. So, just in case we get any more killer teddy bears, I think you're good. Ooh, awesome. Cool. Thank you. And for uh, the record, Blade ward lasts like six seconds. So. so it's not going to last that long, but it's something you can do at will. Yeah, it's a cantrip, so you can keep casting it if you'd like to. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, like if you're like, oh, this might go bad in just a second, Blade Ward. Oh, oh Or okay. you can cast it in battle, and it will protect them for a round. Oh, so it's like an instant. One, yeah, gotcha. one round is one round in combat. You know how long it takes us to get through combat? One round is six seconds in real time. Ah, oh. all right. So if it says one round, that's why. That's how long it lasts. All right. So you all turn, start down the hallway. Who's hmm. leading? I'll lead, I guess. Okay. Willie's gonna want to be between uh, Rook and Nabby. And I'm assuming Ozum wants to bring up the rear. <laughs> so you all start down the hallway. Pictures line the walls and up the sides of the stairways. You see a door to what appears to be a closet. Do any of you stop before you go up the stairs? Is there I'm anything not that we can see? There's just that closet. Willie looks at the closet, but then she looks at Ozum and goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I would like for you all to make a perception check as you go up the stairs. 17. Uh, 12. A fantastic 10. Also a 17. So, Nabi and Ozum, you start up the stairs and a portrait catches your eye. And it catches your eye because it seems to flicker. Because it's the man standing with Drixalia and the children and all the portraits where you can't quite remember his face. This is the only portrait of him in this entire staircase. Both sides of this are lined with drawings and paintings of scenery, um, what you assume are places they visited, Drixilia and the various children. But this is the only portrait of him. I don't like it. Keep going, or do you look yeah. at it? Yeah. I mean, Ozum's in the back. I guess he'll, like, as they walk, he'll kind of slowly look at it, since he has more time to look, I guess, since he's all the way in the back. But he's yeah. not going to actively stop to look. As you no, go up, your eyes settle on it, and you hear a scream. Not a woman's scream, a man's scream. Echo in your mind and the portrait falls the frame shattering and you see a symbol faintly glowing in the wall and what's the symbol you you look at it and you can't read it it's not a word but it resonates in your mind and just like with the portrait when you look away from it you can't remember or explain the symbol but there's a word that's there hmm any word do I have to know this word do I have to it's it's a language that you don't know Okay. Is but it only it, Ozum that sees it? Or is only it only Ozum can see it. Everyone, okay. You all okay. see the portrait fall. You all see the frame shatter. But only but they don't Ozum hear can, the scream. They don't hear the scream, and they can't see the symbol. Only you do. And it is, again, it's not a word that you know, but it's like when you hear a word in another language, and you're like, I know mm -hmm. this is a word. That's all you've got. Okay. He's unfazed by the scream and the falling and shattering of the portrait. Okay. And you continue up the stairs. I am switching this over. The upstairs landing opens into a narrow hall with a door up before you to the left. A large open sitting room waits at the end of the hall. Mm. Stuffed chairs face the window and there's a crumbling fireplace to the south. You, again, see the family portrait there with Drixalia, only two young children, and she holds an infant. 
That dark-haired man whose face you can't remember stands with her. And the children frown at you from the portrait. Before you opens two halls. One of them leads to the room with the X. One to what appears to be a small closet. And then directly opposite the door with the X is another door. Nabby's going to look at Willie and go, which room was it again? Can you check the map? I uh, forgot. She checks the map. Uh, that one, right there. And she points to the spot where the X is. Do you want me to go with you this time, or are, are you good? I mean, I the more the merrier, in case, you know. Just don't touch anything. Okay. She, but, like, hugs Nabby's arm. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. We'll head down the hall to the room 19. Do you both follow or do you wait in the sitting room? Rook and Ozum. Uh, Rook will hang by the door um, and like just watch because there's like there's a lot of areas around here with doors and hallways and all that. So he'll, he'll stay by the door and keep a lookout on one side. Same with Ozum. Okay. You two take point on either side of the door. And I assume, Nabi, you open it? Yeah, slowly and somewhat quietly. This door surprisingly doesn't seem to creak as much as any of the others. And you look in upon what was once an elaborate and nicely appointed, very large guest bedroom. While it is in tatters, it does not look as it it does not look as abandoned as the rest of the house. There's a mattress that's been pulled from the broken fr frame, and there are a number of books scattered across the room. It kind of looks like someone has been living here. Can I do a quick scan to see where I would see a where the journal might be? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Okay. Question. Uh, on the map, mm -hmm. uh... Because I assume that I'm looking at the left side uh, mm -hmm. from, like, 19 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that a staircase going up? So at the bottom of the map, there's the stairs you just came up. And at the very yeah. end of the hall, there is a set of stairs going up. Oh, I didn't even know there was a third floor. Okay. That was There was no third floor provided to you in the map. For what it's worth. What did you get, Nobby? 14. 14? Mm. You start digging through and there's various journals various books it's it's a mess and it's actually kind of frustrating but you continue to dig through and you do see a journal much like the ones you've been holding but something else catches your eye roll me an arcana check If you point this out to Willie, Willie can also check with Arcana. And uh, that 20, so 21. Good. You see a symbol on this wall, and while you don't entirely know what it is or how it works, you do know that this is a magical symbol of protection. It's on the back of this door, 
And you're reasonably certain that if you close this door, it will seal this room and give you a safe space to rest. Ooh. It looks old. So you don't know how long, how many uses you can get out of it before the magic breaks. But it's there. Um, I'm going to look over at Willie and go, hey, Willie. Hey, Willie, yeah. look. look. What am I looking there's at? A, there's a symbol of protection on the back of that door. I think if we, we shut that door, it'll seal the room and we can rest. Really? Yeah. Well, let's do it. I'm can like you... two steps away from like intestinal freedom right now. <laughs> let's um let's uh so i walk over to the door like who's standing by, by the door are they are you guys both by the door yeah yeah okay so i'm just gonna poke my head out the door and say hey we can rest in here and it should be safe and then rook will be like say down. no more as we'll like retreat <laughs> into the room ozum will follow all right and then as ozum follows i'll shut the door behind them it closes with a soft click but not before you hear a faint and the dragging of chains. Great. But it clicks, and you're reasonably certain you're safe. The room is not especially nice. It has definitely been ransacked, but there is a mattress that will fit two, maybe three of you if Willie decides to share her space. And you can certainly move things around, and it's nice to have a protective something. You do, as you close the door, see the symbol flare and flash with light, and a quick magic ripple moves around the room. Oh, I think it's working. Yes. yes. I need key points. Just in case, Rook will sleep by the door. Just, uh, yeah. Ah, nice. So will Ozum. Looks like it's you and me, Nabs. I like the bright side. Okay, sounds good. So you're and all if like, I, if I kick, that, that's that's just normal. Just roll me over. It's fine. I'll kick you back. Oh, Babe, your kicks are good kicks. <laughs> I could use some of those. R Rook will look over to Ozum as he's getting a bedroll ready. Be like, is it weird? I miss going to the bathroom. And it's uh, just like. Ozum just kind of looks at him. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I hope we get out of here. <laughs> He's just like, snuggles. Yeah, I am out. Like, immediately? Oh. Willie, like, is halfway through picking out her recorder, and she's like, I'm gonna play you a song of written. As an oh. artificer, can you please have like a noise machine or a white noise machine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she totally would. Just like, I heard chains. I didn't like that. Just wah, wah, babbling brook. <laughs> is the song of rest sort of redundant in this room? So the song of rest is really great for short rests um, ah. when you roll hit dice to recover. Um, but y'all haven't taken a lot of short rests kind of been going from long rest to long rest and hedging your bets in between. And would this be a long rest or is this a short rest? You will be able to take a long rest. Is okay. there nice. anything you all would Maybe. like to do before you turn in? Um, 
Didn't you say something about a cipher for, or figuring out a cipher for the book? Yes, you have three books, each of which have a series of words across them. And you can take some time to sit down and look at them if you would like. And you even have an artificer who can make lights if you want to read at a comfortable human eye level. I would a like light. that, yes, please. Willie is softly pweeting in the bed. He's already taken the right side. Okay. Does she spark up her club lights? I mean, if she's asking, sure. Yeah. Like, Navi tried to, like, conk out, but then, you know, remember Pops she right had books up. to read. Yeah. Remember she had she had business to take Box. care of? Yeah. Pretty much. And then, like, gets right into it. And just, like, nudges, nudges, uh, Willie and is like, hey, you know those lights that you, the light things? Can you just can you light things? Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you, are you going to read those? I'm gonna try. Aw, oh, yeah. Open them up. Okay. Alright, so you have a, a journal from the nursery, you have a journal mm. from the ballroom, and you have a journal from the guest bedroom. Which one do you start with? The nursery. The nursery? Alright. So you see a series of uh, words across this, and you study and focus and see if you can figure out what whoever wrote this wants you to do with it roll me an intelligence check <laughs> 16 16 you look at these words alvine hero fop saturate acting curse Hayseed. It keeps going. But for some reason, as you're going, your eyes keep going back to Hero. And your eyes keep going back to Hero. Only, all of these are intraconic. So you're probably muttering very dinosaur sounds to yourself as mm -hmm. you're going through them all. And you're reasonably certain that this is some kind of voice-bound spell. Hmm... Okay, next one. Oh, do you... Do you attempt do to... I, mm, no, not when we're trying to just enter into a long rest. That's a bad idea. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I don't trust the books necessarily, but I will read them. Well, in order to read them, you're going to need to speak, you believe. That's you're going true. to need to speak this word in order to open them. Uh, you are reasonably uh. certain you have figured out the cipher to this first book okay that's fine i'll do it then okay yeah so you Yellow. speak the word hero and draconic aloud and something snaps in your hands and you take seven points of psychic damage but the book is open cool the handwriting here is thin and long with not particularly elegant strokes. Notes regarding Vassal and the Nightmare and combat strategies are strewn across the pages in multiple languages, mostly Elvish and Undercommon. Mm. It reads, We lost two heroes to the closets for a while, the rogue and the gladiator. 
They have returned, but have been tight-lipped about their experiences. The paladin's eyes flicker to me when she thinks I'm unaware. And even the warlock watches me while we rest. I can hear their whispering. I will not be betrayed. Vassal has been talkative, a veritable fountain of information about her life and her service before her service to the dreaming gods. However, much of what she has shared concerns me. Her repeated deaths at the hand of the nightmare, the subsequent resurrections by the dreaming god, and apparently she journeys, nay, embodies each hero's life during the selection and summoning ritual. Mm. I am wary of the truth of her claim, but if true, she cannot reveal my secrets. No, no, she cannot know what I know. I have lived my trials. No, all she knows of me is falsehood. The cat returns more seldomly, but even it too will genuflect on Tassic the Great, the crowned hero of all the realms. Interesting. What is it? Like a fantasy? A romance? Uh, journals from previous heroes. Oh, did they say how they did? Uh, according to this one, Vassal absorbs them. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, kills them? Absorb is the word that they used. And what happens to them after absorption? I don't know. Something about knowing all their secrets? What does she do with that? Uh... I may have not been entirely articulate. She embodies each hero's life during the selection. Embodies each hero's ritual. life. Okay. So then she embodies her life. Then she basically learns everything about them. It would seem, right? I mean, it seems like she knew a lot about us already. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'm going to keep reading. And then okay. I, like, go to the next book. Rook will turn to Ozem and be like, so what was your workout regimen like? Like... <laughs> Ozum kind of looks at him, definitely contemplating how he should phrase things. And Rook will be like, you can't tell me that's genetics, because that would suck. Because, because I have to do so much cardio and so much lifting and so much eating of carbs in order to maintain this muscle mass. He kind of like looks down and like lifts an arm up, doesn't really flex, but you know, it gets the point across. He looks back at Rook and is just like, I probably not the way that you're thinking. Um, military background. I respect that. Thank you for your service. He like looks a little pained as he says that and it's just like, We'll go with that military background. What He's about like, right on. you? Well, I had to do a lot. Of, I had I had I had a master who trained me how to do all this. Uh, Asusena, super awesome lady. 
but uh she had me do some brutal workouts so i do a lot of blurpees and uh and i do a lot of like high intensity workouts and it was oh, the, the ringer you know and uh it was really i'm a fat kid at heart but like i'm just so ingrained with doing uh workouts that i just can't help but keep up the routine and then uh he goes, i guess we don't need to worry about that now i guess we keep the body that we had coming in here with uh feel like tough is uh better roll a little bit more burpees nice he like is <laughs> he just is kind of nodding like mm-hmm it's very good you look you look good Thanks, I appreciate that. I was very—I had self-esteem issues when I was younger, but now I feel good about myself. And then, and then he'll just uh, get ready for bed. He like Ozum kind of leans over and like gently knocks Rook on the arm, like you know, punches him a little bit. Like there you go, good job. Thank you. Uh, have as good as dreams as you as you can in this hellscape. As uh, he like gets ready to pass out. I'll try. <laughs> oh, I'll try. And he just kind of Ozum leans against whatever he's leaning against, probably the wall next to the door, and is just kind of staring off absentmindedly somewhere and rubbing the space on his sternum and not really saying anything. Nobby, you once again see a set of words in Draconic upon the journal. And again, it's a cipher which you need to try to figure out and speak the password. So, if you would like to attempt before bed, roll me a intelligence check. A negative one. You take two points of psychic damage. But you, there's a whole list that should be in your um, Discord messages. I can verb. I'm only verbing here for everyone's entertainment. And you, the, something about the cipher just hurts your head so much that you can't quite, but there's a list of words. It has to be one of those. And you can try take a guess if you would like. I don't have a list of words. David. Oh, um, sorry, David. This is the um, ballroom book, Journal One. <laughs> sorry. My bad. He asked me, I did not see the question. Um, okay. So you see all these words in a language that you know, even if it's not your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. Um, she's gonna try savior. And you shrug and say, without confidence in Draconic, Savior? 
And again, light explodes in your face. You take six points of psychic damage, but the book opens. Wait. Give me the knowledge. The handwriting in this is looping and elaborate, almost ostentatious. Each page contains neat, highly organized notes, mostly in common, about planes that the writer has previously visited, observations about Vassal, the mist cat, and their party. It reads, It was with a start that Vassal, champion of the dreaming god, revealed to me the last frag fragment of information I required to unlock the mysteries of the universe. Yes, there are as many worlds as there are grains of sand in an hourglass. Of course, when the dreaming god called upon us, the greatest heroes across the realms, my name stood apart from all others. My party sits around the Sword of Fire, a flame that does not emit heat, yet still provides comfort to us weary travelers. The lesser heroes of the great Hudolt Malawith War. I recognize each of them. One day their tale will be told, if there is time. Both Vassal and the Dreaming God chose well to select such heroes of legend to follow me into battle and share my glory. They should feel honored to serve my greatest victory as the savior of all worlds. A cat made of mist dances just out of sight of both Vassal and my party. Vassal has made mention of the failures of other heroes against the Nightmare, but has been sparse in details. The cat has made mention of a library that contains the secrets that I must uncover to ensure my victory. In my introductory exploration, I've yet to undercover an entranceway to the library. Both the basement and the attic still require investigation. In small light print at the bottom of the page, it reads, Every closet in every room seems so similar. It opens doors and invites. I'm going to have to ask the cat about that library. So, she leans over to um, Willie, and she's like, this one talks about a library. And that sword flamey thing we found earlier. Uh, the mummies? The mummy sword? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. These heroes uh, hung out there, it seems like. She takes one of the books. You think this was the mummy's journals? Play, although if it is, that one's quite full of themselves. I mean, look how they ended up. This is true. So she thinks for a moment and goes, pulls out the map. I don't remember seeing any libraries on the map. Mm, there's also something about the closets all looking the same. Have we been in any of the closets? No, oh, God, no. We barely like going in the rooms. That's fair. Yeah. Although we might want to start thinking about it. Okay, so if the library's not on the first floor or the second floor, what, what else is there? Didn't didn't that one say something about stairs? Who, Rook? Yeah. I, I don't think he said anything, but I did see some stairs. I just figured they went nowhere. I don't think anything goes nowhere in this place. Well, you just said that closets all look the same and there's something screwy going on around there. That doesn't mean they go nowhere. Maybe they go to the attic or basement. Okay, can you write this down? She pulls out a huge quill. 
I got you. Okay, checklist. Check closets. Okay. Ask Cat about library. Okay, okay. Uh, find stairs. Find stairs. Cool. We're good. Thanks. And she's gonna open the other book. All right. Once again, as Miss Cat howls. I don't know if my microphone is picking up my cat, but he's screaming. <laughs> Once again, you have a series of words in Draconic. Roll me an intelligence check. Ah, uh, six. She's getting six. tired. <laughs> uh, you, you squint at it, and just a f searing pain goes through your head, and you take five points of psychic damage, and you can't figure out what the cipher is but a series of words appear before you harp bluebill shadow jokester clay black falcon sting wisdom zot trinidon keeps going stealth score academic paragon postponed goblin braided taunt you should have a full list in your mm -hmm. and you can take a guess um, she's gonna go with academic. You brace. Because, like, it makes me feel good. You brace and you say the word aloud, but nothing happens. Damn. You can. Willie really can't understand any of these words, right? Do you speak draconic? I don't think so. Can she try again? Yep, you can study it again. Um, she's gonna go with paragon. Paragon. You take five more points of psychic damage as yes. the book pops open. This time, the handwriting is barely a scrawl, and each page is scribbled over with disjointed words from many languages. Mm. Many you know, but some you do not. However, you're able to pick out some passages. I have yet to reveal that I have discovered the entrance to the library in the basement. Slipping away to the study grows more difficult under the watchful eyes of the warlock and the paladin. But what a discovery! Hundreds of books across every field of study. The Cat of Mist has been a, of slight assistance in suggesting volumes regarding the nightmare and its power. These tomes must contain some. Uh, these tomes must contain some secret to defeating the nightmare. The key to my final victory. So many secrets. Vassal has grown irritable, irrational. She tries to hurry us to the final conflict. She is easily disoriented and prone to fits. Flashbacks, perhaps. Reliving the lives of previous champions. Her memory fractures. Must investigate further. Today, when I called her by her old name, her true name, her eyes were blank and showed no recognition. Maybe the monk of Solitarium, Anaro, is gone, finally, lost among the dozens of lives she has relived. Maybe now all that remains is the champion of the Dreaming God. I observe Vassal as she examines her tattoos, each a sigil of a fallen hero from across the realms. Each sigil is summoning, a binding. The nightmare has grown powerful, with the champions and emissaries of its own, powerful enough to rend almost every plane. There must be a way to counteract. Yes, a new spell. A new spell of binding. I need more time. 
Library's in the basement. Oh, is that what the book says? Hmm. Among other things, but... Is... Are we going there? I think we're gonna have to. There's information about the nightmare. Oh, man. Is there a way to beat it? And it's power. Apparently the cat knows which books. If the cat knows which books, why hasn't it told us already? It's the cat who knows <sighs> why it does anything it does. Really apparently... over to check to see if Rook or knows him are sleeping. Wide awake. She relays the information. We gotta go to the basement. I mean, not right now. I need to sleep definitely for sure, but... We gotta go to the basement after a long rest. Rook would be like, I don't even remember seeing it downstairs. Like, but I mean, we could check if you want. And then he goes like, that. you know what? There's an upstairs that, that like, obviously it seems like it leads up, but in this place, it probably leads to the basement. Like, knowing this weird house. Ozum turns and looks at Rook like, <laughs> dolls you know, move here and all this he weird stuff. He might have a point. The one of these journals says that all the closets are the same. Did we all hear the sound of the chains being dragged in the Ozum's gonna be like I think we have some other problems to worry about first when we leave this room. He's not wrong. And Nabi, as you sit and absorb all of this and think about your training, some of this new information that you've learned, you feel like you've got a better grasp about some of what's happening here on the God Plane. And you gain advantage on religion checks. And with that, we're going to let you all take a long rest so Rook can finally get his spell slots back quick housekeeping before we do. Do you set a watch or do you all just crash? Crash. Yeah, crash. Someone tells Willie <laughs> otherwise she is crashing. Alright. We will pick up there next week. Thank you week all after. for playing. Yes, week after. Look, I finally didn't say tomorrow and I messed <laughs> up. I still okay. messed up, y'all. Thank you for catching me. Do you want Thank to end you. on a cliffhanger of how Ozum slept? Let's just ask, yes. How did Ozum sleep? Let's find out. He slept okay. <laughs> For once. The tension. Everyone gets some very well-deserved rest, and we will pick up in two weeks with how with our, our morning chores and getting ready to face the end of the house, what is hopefully the end of the house. Thank you so much to our viewers and our chatters. You had great commentary throughout the play, throughout the game. It was so much fun seeing you all. Uh, thank you to my wonderful players. Um, don't forget we have a tip link if you would like to uh, show your gratitude to our these amazing performances monetarily. If not, being here and retweeting and being part of this is also an awesome show of fandom and we appreciate you as a reminder too we do have an after show 
Uh, we all hang out after this and talk about what happened in the episode. And those are posted on Fridays on my uh, YouTube channel, or you can follow me on uh, at KDamFear and see them there. They are very entertaining. Sometimes some hints, some character insights. Um, I actually really enjoy watching them back. Um, so, with that, let's do a quick round of outros, starting with Sophie. Hello and goodbye, everyone. It's your boy, Ozim, aka me, Sophie. Uh, you can find me on social media at Subatomic Mints over on Twitter. And you might have seen me in the chat as Not So Gladiator. Thank you so much for watching. D'Angelo. Hey everyone, my name is D'Angelo Murillo. You can find me on uh, all social media at that underscore D'Angelo, uh, where I'm always like writing about things and uh, organizing events for our community and doing a whole lot of stuff. So uh, uh, yeah, check out what I got and um, thank you for watching. Cassandra. That's me. You can find me as Cozy Spoon on all social media. You'll likely catch me struggle bussing with this month's Inktober. Thank you so much for putting up with this poor gnome almost killing the entire party. <laughs> Let's see what happens in two weeks. And we end on a high note with Jen. Hi, bye. I'm Jen. Um, uh, you can find me at Jen Geeky on Twitter or Jen the Geeky Writer on Instagram or Yumbles on Twitch. Thanks for being here. And I'm Kate Purcell. I've been your DM for the evening, but I don't do it alone. Hanging out in chat is Full Rubber Ducky, who is my co-DM, David Lee, who's doing an amazing job helping me get all this together. And uh, thank you to all our players. Extra thank you to our mods. Thank you to all of our tippers. Thank you to everyone who's retweeting, commenting, hanging out. It means the world to us. Likes and comments on YouTube also incredibly help. Uh, I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. If you Google Godplane or the Godplane, we're like top results already. So that is incredible. Thank you all. Thank you for spending your evening with us. We will see you in two weeks to continue this spooky story. And uh, in the meantime, be kind to yourselves. Be excellent to others. Thanks, y'all. Choo-choo.